And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Flashback Friday. Good job, guys. Welcome to Flashback Fridays. I am your host, David K. Montoya. Zoe Montoya. Can you say your name? I will. I have both my girls here this week. Um, Lily's first time. Lily's first time podcasting ever. Yep, 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 yep. And then (laughs) Zoe. Zoe's a professional podcaster. Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) So I know this is a little, little different format than what we usually do yeah just two people and not like three people or anything like that but we're just having a good time so if you're brand new to flashback fridays let me welcome you i am david k montoya i am your current host for the show uh what we do is we have almost 800 individual podcast shows on the jazel modcast podcast network and what we do is we pull three episodes from our jazel modcast archives And we listen to them, we talk about them, and then in the end, after three hours of pure audio entertainment, I send you home. Hopefully with enough interest to come back next Friday so we can do it all over again. And usually I do it alone, but Zoe, my daughter, she really loves doing this show. And Lily, she's here with us this week. Because this is her first time. Yes. So we are going to make this work and have this fun as possible. So what we'll do is I will pull the first episode and Zoe will tell us what it is. And you will intermittently hear Lily talking in the background. Because she always likes to talk. Yeah. She, well, that and she's she's three. She's just learning to form sentences. Okay. So let's go ahead and pull the very first show. And what is it, Zoe? Scene red number nine. All right. Scene red number Number nine, nine. which is called WWE, which which was originally (laughs) released January 22nd, 2013. And it says Rebecca, Aaron, and Dave talk about their, their week, Rebecca time in school, and finish with a long and overly passionate conversation over old school wrestling versus new age wrestling. All right. And if I remember, see, Zoe was around Lily's age when this was recorded. Actually, she was, yeah, she, well, she was only two. I was in the background, like, yeah, giggling and stuff. You were trying to talk. So go ahead, sit back, and push play on scene red number nine, WWE. <laughs> hey, boys and girls, welcome to scene red. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. Aaron, I am surprised you're here. They took out four pints of blood out of you. What, day before yesterday? Yeah. That's a big no-no. He's still kind of <laughs> white. <laughs> it might be because I'm sick. We'll get over it. We need to get you some vitamin C. Oh, I've been taking... Uh, what's, what's Speaking of him being sick, 
they knew he was sick after his blood. They made him stand outside in the cold for an hour. Yep. Well, like, they took your blood when they knew you were sick? Yeah. That's a big no-no. They're like, are you feeling healthy? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I don't feel sick. All I have is a cough and a snivel. And then they made me stand out in that cold. And, like, I can't breathe now. Like, literally. I had to stand out there for an hour waiting for her mother to come get me. Our mother. <laughs> well, our mother. Or, you know what I mean. You know what I did. Anyway. <laughs> uh, your mother. Anyway. Uh, they, um... They did that, and their excuse was, oh, we need, I mean, this was, it was another facility, like, of school. It was the same school, but it was in a different place. Right. And uh, they had a gym, but the gym wasn't like a, a typical high school gym. It was like it was like a small gym. And they're like, oh, well, we give you an allotted time to, like, recuperate after getting blood, you know, get juice, get water, if they so need. No. It was like 10 minutes. It felt like five minutes because I just sat down. And they're like, well, unfortunately, you can't stay here because we need room for the other people that are coming in. So... To uh, me, that's irresponsible. Yeah. That they took four pints of blood and knowing that he was sick to make his outside for an hour. Yeah, I agree. Probably why he came home and was half dead when he came <laughs> home. Probably. Um, one of the things that I want to bring up, and you said half dead, and that's kind of what triggered it. One of the, I don't remember, you know, we did the two live episodes, and now, you know, we're doing number three. Um, we actually talked about the, the people that shot the cat, yeah. you know, the paintball gun. You had another tragedy this week. Yeah. Would you like to elaborate uh, on it? Uh, my dog got ran, I, I think he got ran over. I don't know for sure. I say somebody hit him and just kept going, because it was the day that it was uh, snowing outside. And uh, you don't have very much traction on snow. Right, so... But, there was like no even, skin, even, even there's no skid marks or anything. Yeah, no, there's no skid marks. Really? They must have just hit them gone. Yeah. Uh, let me jump in real fast and say to the audience, if you hear like baby talk in the background, uh, we are we are blessed <laughs> uh, with the presence of the Zoe of the Jay Zomar, Zoe one point. Um, normally she's asleep by the time we do our podcast, but today she's wide awake and she's going to be part of it. So if you hear intermittent baby sounds, that that's my little girl. Okay. Anyway, so they they hit the dog. Yeah. And now, how long did you have the dog? Um, eight years. Eight years. That's sad. I know. So sad. I really sad. Now, the thing is, also, and we had just literally, just a couple days prior, talked about how people in the high desert need to take more responsibility, be less crackheads. And they did that, and my incident this week was some crackhead almost hit my kid. Uh, To go back on the story, folks, we went to the local grocery mart. We were going to go shopping. We pulled up. We were in the far lane, and I, I always far away for that reason when I went with my kids you know just so there's less chance of them yes and this asshole for a lack of better well I actually have a a few other (laughs) names he came screeching in lowered white Chevy pickup which you should never lower Chevy never 
and he was less than a foot away from hitting my son. Now, at that point, I seen him come up. I seen the complete, utter terror on my son's face. I had never seen fear like that on Jesus. And the next thing I realized or remembered is I was halfway inside this truck. He had the window rolled down, had to, you know, because otherwise I don't think I could have <laughs> got in unless I, you know. But I was inside and I was cussing him out. Now, mind you, I, and I'm a very passive person, folks. I'm very passive. I'm very gentle. But when it comes down to it, I'm almost six foot two and 285 pounds. I'm a big dude. And the guy inside was not that big. He, he was probably maybe, looked like maybe 5'8 at most, maybe 100 and a buck 50. Yeah, I was going to say 150 pounds. So, and in fact, he was staring straight forward, had his hands on the wheel. He did not move. He did not look. He just stayed there while I was cussing him, calling him everything I could think of. Then we walked away, and I was just telling you this before we started recording. You know, I was looking for my keys, and then when I turned around to look at my car, I realized that the, or the driver's side door was still hanging wide open. The keys was inside. So I can only imagine what the guy was thinking because we turned around and started walking back to the car. Zoe had that input there. Are you going to podcast with Daddy? Yeah. So that's been my week. Um, I'm going to do a Who's the Boss? I want to talk about pretty much the first and last time we're ever going to do a live show. That was just... That, that did not go over well. Um, and pretty much how the show did not go off as well as we wanted it to. Um, also this week, we had... Uh, well, not not this week, but last week we had you know some new shows. We have Sheer Darkness that finally is on air. And then Terry D. Shearer's Alter Ego. Uh, and again, let me just mention, do not mention this to Terry that it's his Alter Ego. If you talk about Reaper Rick... Mention him as a different person. Just the word to the wise. Anyway, his news, views, and reviews came in. And Sheer Darkness had the most downloads in one day opening since we've had, you know, Jason Wan, period. Yeah. So he's got a lot of followers coming in from this. Um, so now we're going to go back to our regular skit. As I always say every episode since we were doing sibling rivalry, what are you folks been up to? Recuperating. That's <laughs> all. That's all I can say, really. Um, going uh, out of town here soon on twenty second. Uh, we're gonna go to State Line. Well, you guys going to State Line too? Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna go to my mother's house. Let me just make another note here, folks. I've still yet to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone nowhere. Okay, so you're going to go see your mom? Yeah. That's good. Cool. What about you, Bex? I started going back to school and. <laughs> My whole life, I mainly got along with guys. Right. Now I know why. Like, there's some girls at school that I, I love that are, like, they're kind of, like, really good friends to me, but I just hate women. 
don't know how anybody can stand that. It's a hard life going to school with all girls that think they're 12 years old and they're like in their 20s. Well, you gotta, you gotta pick out the plastic from the paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. This week for me, like I said, uh, I actually got to do, go to work this week, which was kind of nice. Wow. Um, and I've just been working on the website. Um, there's going to be a new front page here, probably coming tomorrow for the Diesel Modcast. Uh, instead of like wanting to click on pictures, you can go, well, and the pictures will be there for each show, but you can also go up to the top, up at the top bar, you can click on like uh, the shows, or right next to it is the cast button, so you, know, you can see, you can actually see what we look like you yeah. know, behind the, the mic. And then I put in another one that is premiums, and instead of wanting to buy premiums every episode um, they can buy just the whole year's cast yeah. for, like a subscription right and uh, the subscription is going to be like 30 37 bucks that's for the whole year for everything anything that comes out um, will be if, if you have the year subscription you get everything yeah for the 37 bucks there's not just one show, one subscription. Yeah. It's for the whole thing. Um, let's see what else. Just with the kids, you know, Jaden started back to school. You know, I, I have issues with his school. Now, and I know I've said this, and I'm, I'm pretty sure people are probably at this point tired of me talking about autism on different shows, but, you know, Jaden is a high-functioning autistic, and... It's more than just learning disability. Yeah. And people need to realize that it's more than just a learning disability. Mm-hmm. It's it's a life altering disability. And the teachers need to realize that. And yeah. they need to adjust the way they do things with him. Because not only does he have autism, but he also has an extreme case of ADHD. And you know, it's it's just Isn't he special ed? He's in what's called S D C. That's called special day class. Shouldn't the teacher be trained? Well, the teacher he had was very good. She understood. And the teacher he has now, she's okay. Um, but I don't think she grasps everything. Um, and that, that kind of causes conflict. Uh, let's see, what else? That's pretty much it for my week, really. Um, I've got, you know, this show, and then I'll do my shows this, you know, coming week. Um, but nothing really going on. The the press release for MythWorks is going to come out this week. I actually, finally, it took a lot to muster to, to set right the press release. Um, but I actually finally got the press release, you know, typed up, and we sent it to Terry so he can make a statement. And we're going to issue it this week. Uh, one of the things I was going to email you, well not email you, but I seen it on Facebook, is I was looking on Facebook and I saw a thing about how they're redoing the Uncanny X-Men. Oh, really? But they're trying to bring the character back to more of the original. 
original cast. Well, not the original cast, but more of the original attitude. Yeah. And one of the things that I, I found compelling is Jean Grey, they went in the... Okay, Jean Grey's dead. Yeah. Jean Grey went into... Or not Jean Grey, but somebody went into the past and got the teenage Jean Grey and brought her to the future where she's dead. But now she's in the future. Our time. So Cyclops and her, there's nothing there. Maybe yeah. She's too young. And I guess somewhere, because they had this big crossover called the Avengers versus the X-Men, somewhere along that, Emma Frost leaves Cyclops. So now, Cyclops, who has always been kind of a dual character with female, he, well, he's always been with Jean Grey now, and Frost, and now he's by himself. That makes a story for a really bitter, bitter person. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually thinking about, I, I emailed Joe Posada. Um, he hasn't emailed me back. Hopefully he'll remember who I am and email me back. Um, I said, you know, I asked him, I just asked him, one black. I, I said, is this story going to be one of those stories where you have to buy like 17 books a month to kind of follow the whole storyline, or is this book going to go forward just as one title? Because if it does go forward in one title, I'm actually going to buy a subscription to this. Yeah. And I'm going to get back into the comics. Because that's that's a believable to me. Yeah. That's very believable. When, when you have when you have a, a female presence in your life, you know, for so long, you, you kind of become attached to that, you're used to it. Yeah. And when it's gone, you literally become a, a totally different person. So, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. Sound it. Um, other than that, I, I've seen the other titles. I, I just don't, don't really, it, it isn't, yeah. nothing. Um, you heard about Spider-Man? I talked about it on Who's the Boss a few weeks ago. No, I didn't hear about it. Okay, Spider-Man's dead. Oh, really? Oh. It gets good. Who's the new Spider-Man, you ask? Dr. Otto Octavius. No. Yes. How? What? But it even gets better, folks. And yes, this is a comic-driven part of the show, so bear with me. Um, somehow... Because I, I purchased the the 700, and it doesn't explain it, so it happens before 700. Uh, somehow, Peter Parker and Dr. Octopus, their souls are swapped in different bodies. So Peter Parker is in Dr. Octavius's dying body, and Dr. Octopus is in Peter Parker's healthy young body. Through the whole book, Peter Parker's trying to get back to his body. They finally meet up. They fight. Yeah. Well, Octavius is in Peter Parker's body. So he beats the crap out of his old body, which is essentially Peter Parker. Beats him to death. And they had at some points where like Peter's going to heaven. He sees Uncle Ben and his mom and his dad and all this other shit. And it, was, it was like very mediocre writing, to be honest with you. And as this is happening, somehow, because Octavius is in Spider-Man's body, he sees it too. 
And he's like, I understand. I understand your point. And he's like, from this point on, I'm going to be the better Peter Parker than you ever were. <laughs> and instead of being the amazing Spider-Man, I will be the superior Spider-Man. And then, I guess this week, uh, Superior Spider-Man number one is going so, and I know Spider-Man's your favorite character, but I, I I can tell you don't worry, because by the time the Amazing Spider-Man two comes around, you know, movie-wise, he'll be back. But I, I was just Dan Slot, or Slot. He uh, he's the one that wrote it. He's the dude that was getting the death threats. Oh. <laughs> Wow. I've kind of given up on reading comic books because it's just a bunch of disappointment usually. Yeah. Like old, like the old ones, yeah. The classics, like the new ones, I just can't. Speaking of comics, uh, I was talking to her about since I like I like Marvel and DC a lot. Right. Really. Um, I was I was interested in seeing this this new Fifty Two type. Uh, Justice League movie that they came out with a while ago, and now that they have it on Netflix, I watched it. It was alright, but the concept of it, <laughs> like the animation and stuff like that, uh-huh. but the story was pretty good. Should the animation... That, see how they have Bane looking in that? Yes, Bane looks like a gay homosexual wrestler. <laughs> like, I swear to you, this... Uh, no. And Metallo looks like a tin can, quite literally. <laughs> anyway... Um, the animation on it wasn't, it, it wasn't as great as it could have been, like the old Justice League where everything had a lot of detail to it, it was sort of like doled down. Right. But storytelling wise, um, I don't know if you want to see it or not. Yes, uh, I do. Uh, long story short. Don't give anything away. Long story short. Yeah, no spoiler. Long story short, Cyclops. That, that's a spoiler. Cyclops. That's a spoiler. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm saying. I'm Cyclops. Or not Cyclops, Cyborg. <laughs> X-Men. <laughs> anyway, Cyborg uh, helps out the Justice League. And uh, I guess he's done with the Teen Titans. I mean, I haven't read any of the New 52 comics, so I guess maybe he's going to join in the Justice League or something like that. Because, like I said, I, I don't want to ruin anything, but it, it, the whole he's story... He's really good at ruining things. Though. He's like, I don't want to ruin anything for you. <laughs> let me tell you the whole movie, scene by scene. He does it to me all the time. So it's wild, trust me. <laughs> In fact, when I was at work, and that's why I text you. I don't know if you get text. When I was at work, I wanted to watch it. I actually seen it on Netflix. Yeah, it's good. Watch it, it's good. But it said too many devices. On Activated. Yeah. yeah. So I, I text you. But yeah, that that it's called uh, it's called uh, Justice League Doom, where it's got Batman on the cover. Yeah, yeah. Watch it. It, it, It's like I said, it's not as good as it could have been, Uh but storytelling wise, it's pretty good. I like the way that they're going with it. Now, the animation was it kind of like Batman? You know, the old school Batman animated series. Yeah, the animation was pretty good. Yeah. See, because I I like that. That's to me, it's kind of like. In a way, like it's not anything similar to anime, but it's like anime esque. Yeah, know. really. Yeah, it's very clean. It's not like it doesn't look like anime at all, but like oh, you have to see it. See what I'm talking about? Yeah, like if you've seen the old Justice League like uh, series, 
Uh, if you've seen the old Justice League series and you see this, the animation looks totally different. Really? It looks like uh, the dude that did that, the illustration for Batman Beyond. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah where he's like teenager Batman. Yeah. It looks like the dude that did that did this. So the animation looks like that. Oh, okay. You don't like that type of animation? It is, <laughs> like I said, I'm so used to the old Justice League right. <laughs> looking like that, so I was like, huh. <laughs> like, the way that they have the characters look, it looks good to me. Right. But the way that they showed some of the certain characters, like like I said, Metallo, for instance, looks like a complete tin can. Like, <laughs> the old Metallo, I don't know if anybody knows or does like DC and knows who Metallo is. He's basically like the anti, uh, the anti Superman machine. He's got a kryptonite heart and he is fueled off of that. So, right. You can get an idea of what he's supposed to look like based off of that, but he looks nothing like what you think he looks like in this movie. So, that's just my little comic book for comic I, book I really do want to see it. Like, yeah. I look forward. The last one, the last Justice League one, uh, what was it? Where the good Lex Luthor comes from an alternate universe, an alternate mm-hmm. reality to, to get the Justice League yeah. to help him. That was that was really good. I'm gonna say something about that because I introduced her into this game. They took that and made an MMO about it. It's called DC Universe Online. Uh huh. And I, I love that game. She's like, she, I can't stand because <laughs> I get too into it. She does. But the storyline for that being an MMO. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you've seen the opening for it. Yeah. Where Lex Luthor comes back and he's like in a complete bionic body. Right. Yeah. So they made a complete. The game's gonna go bye-bye soon. Marvel. Everybody's gonna play Marvel, and you know that. Yeah. Depends if they... I'm so excited about this. Depends on what they do with it, though, because from what I've seen, you can only play as the actual, like, characters themselves. I don't know if you can... They're not gonna do that. They're not gonna make an MMO. They're not gonna... They're gonna have it customizable because they wanna make money off of it. I know. They're gonna let you make your characters any way you wanna make them, and make them look like anything you wanna make them look like. Probably make them just like the character, like the actual character. Huh. Or make them look like whatever you want. They're not going to do it because they're, they're going to lose money. I know, but uh, what was it, that game informer that I was looking at? Like They were showing screenshots of the, the Marvel MMO beta, closed beta. And like I said, from what I've seen on the screenshots and stuff, it was just like all the regular characters. I don't know if you can customize them. You probably should be it able has to. to. Like, yeah. If you're playing with a whole like, thousand people online, yeah. Yeah. they're going to like, yeah. customize them. They probably were just playing as like preset characters. Yeah. Like the same way you can do that on uh, DC, make like the actual superheroes. Yeah, they showed like Taskmaster, Spider-Man, Wolverine, stuff like that. Okay, I want to change topic a little bit. Uh, we, well actually, we, it wasn't a we. You guys announced it a few episodes back in Sibling Rivalry before it changed over, uh, your, your engagement. Yeah. Um, you said it was sometime in March. Has there been a date set now? Uh, due to some unexpected setbacks. It's probably not going to be until May. I found a place to do it. Uh-huh. But I gotta, I gotta get the money together. So it's not going to cost that much. Mainly that's going to cost my dress. Oh, okay. I gotta get the money for that. So where is this place at? It's in Vegas. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but they have like different packages. Uh-huh. Starting at $99 all the way up to like $6,000. 
We're not going six thousand dollars. <laughs> they have one for one fifty. I like that a lot. It's like basically, gives you like <sighs> all the decorations, the music, gives you uh, professional uh, fifteen professional photos, and are they regular video recording? Yeah, and you get a you get a DVD of the wedding and you get uh, fifteen professional like photographer photos. Uh -huh. So I like the one fifty one. But I have to get the money for it and then sorry, reserve it. Speaking of weddings, as of this moment as we're recording, today is my seventeen year wedding anniversary. Damn! You feel old? I do. The funny thing is is that I was doing the math and Lacey and I are almost at the age of Mom and Randy, or you know, Mom and Dad, um, and then Lacey's parents, we're almost at the age they were then when we got married. Um, and it's just kind of weird to comprehend because I can't see, you know, our kids getting married while we're at this age. Yeah. I mean, I think Mom was 44, so Randy was probably 40. What was, is he, was he two years or three years? One. Oh, he's only one? So he was 42. Yeah. So. It amazes me that you've almost been married as long, or you've been married almost as long as he's been alive. There's no life. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, 17, 19. But, but, just a few more months and you're going to be out of the teen range. Yeah. You'll be 20. 20. Almost, yeah, almost. And also, and also I'm getting so much shit for this. Everybody gets crap. Yeah. Everybody. Really? Yeah, I'm like, And then they see me and they're like, that dude does not look like he's 19. Like, yes. I was like, you get him young so you can train him. <laughs> <laughs> they're eager to learn. Well, you get them older, <laughs> then they're already setting their ways. You get them when they're young, then you can train them to do whatever you want them to do. That's what I try to people. That's what I try to tell people at job interviews. It's like I'm young, I'm inexperienced. You can train me how you want. There, I don't, I don't have a, a, a range of fuck up. Right. <laughs> um, speaking of job interviews, you know I'm getting ready to start school myself. Mm -hmm. So are you about ready to start being trained how to do, you know, to edit these podcasts and put them online yeah. and stuff? Because once I start school, you know, I, I'm going to still continue to record. But you I won't just, have time for editing. I won't have time for editing. Because yeah. editing takes a while. Um, especially for me being a stickler. I listen to each show quite a few times. And each yeah. show is, you know, roughly an hour long. You know, so I'm listening. If there's like even a, a, a ding in the background that shouldn't be, I, I cut it out. You know, yeah. I, I listen to everything. And then go in put in the intro music and then the the background music and then well, I'll show you when you get to the point. Yeah. But I'm just to let you know. Now where are you at? You're almost done with school yourself, right? Yeah. If <laughs> I, if he gets his act together, he should graduate soon, hopefully. Yeah. The um Casey's in uh, March. So he needs about twenty California education system. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> so right now he's been set. He's been training for the California high school. Yeah. 
which... Now, did you take <laughs> Yes. You did? And I got 50 seconds <laughs> Now, see, when I graduated in 95, uh, there was no such thing. Yeah, they started the year Mandy graduated. What year did she graduate? 2004? Speaking of Mandy, for some wild chance that you happen to listen to the show... I uh, want to send out congratulations on yours and Brian's uh, new baby girl. What's her name? Laura. Laura Star. Uh, congratulations. Oh, she's cute. She is. She's cute. Yeah. Let me be the godmother. Oh, really? Yeah. She's so cute. Coming this summer, Rebecca Seeloff as God. Ooh, I can see. I've been a godmother a lot, so I'm going to see it. It's basically like, I'm a kid lots of stuff, so I'm happy to be the godmother. Well, you already know. This is needless to say. I don't think we've actually even had this conversation. But if anything were to happen to Lacia, you would be responsible. Well, I already know that. I've already discussed this with mom lots of times, so. Good night, your mom. Your mom, your mom was taking me to uh, your school. She was saying, she's like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny how you mentioned that because she was actually talk, telling me about that. If anything were to happen to or Lacey, your mother said that, you know, since uh, Jay and Zoe are your children and Jay can't really function with anybody else, and he's the only one who understands him as much as you and Lacey do. Right. Yeah. That's what, she was telling me that in the car on the on the uh, right there to her school. So, that's no, nothing's going to happen to me. So we're going to knock on yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm fine. But, it, you know, you always have to plan for that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so, you guys have before hit you nervous? Any nerves yet? I kept telling her, are you sure? Are you sure? Come on. Mom, mom is evil. She's like, you know, you can tell right? She's like, like, you really think that you can deal with her? Actually, I was going to pull him aside later on. And have a conversation. God. Are you sure, man? Are you sure? I'm not that bad of a person. But you're a woman. No offense to any other woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just a woman who knows what she wants and what she likes. There's nothing wrong with you. But you know, I'm just picky both of them. But food, maybe. I got him trained. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, we'll continue to update the listeners on, who knows, maybe I'll, I'll take a microphone and <laughs> the laptop and maybe we'll do a scene read from Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. It's got to give me a farm uh, oh no, I was going to record during the, the ceremony. <laughs> uh, Live from Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a play-by-play. A play-by-play? Oh my god. <laughs> now the ring is bringing up to the bride. <laughs> now they're saying their vows. <laughs> um, changing subjects. You know, Jay Mon has a Twitter account. What happened to <laughs> it got suspended. Why? Yeah. Because she was telling me, she's like, I, I can't find this thing on Twitter. I, 
You wanted me to do this. No, I was. I was part of it, and then it disappeared. It disappeared, and then I tried to find it, couldn't find it. Um, for some reason, I I found someone who listened to podcasts, and she had like multiple different podcast networks on who she followed. I know exactly who the person was because she's the only person I think I clicked to follow. And she reported it to Twitter, and Twitter went and suspended my account. This was been about a week or so ago. Why? For following people, I don't know, or whatever. I broke someone, some rule. So, I, I went and followed the pills, and they're like, "Well, it'll have, it'll take like three, four days to, to get an answer." Well, I've been waiting, going on two weeks now. So, I end up creating a new Jason Watkins Twitter. Um, I'm not going to follow nobody except the, the you know, participants of the, the podcast. Um, so, for anybody out there that wants to follow us on Twitter, it's www.twitter.com slash jzomodcast. That's J-A-Y-Z-O-M-O-D-C-A-S-T. I'm not following anybody. If you want to come follow us, follow us. But as, since that happened, I, I'm not even going to. So, they're not going to give you your account back? It doesn't seem like it. Which is very frustrating because we had over a thousand people that were following that's just an ignorant group. Somebody should have at least... Um, yeah. Like, the person didn't even say anything about it. They just reported you. Like, Did you whoever. follow her? She reported you? Yeah. So, that's that's what happened with the Twitter account. But, on a positive note, I was notified by iTunes... <laughs> I was notified by iTunes. They created a Jazel Modcast page. And it has every single podcast that we've created. Yeah. On Including one page. Civil War. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, they put them all on one page. Um, I, I can't tell you what the name of the, uh, the, the page is because it's got some like... I don't know. It's a long ass URL. I don't. I don't know it off the top of my head. But uh, what people can do is to be able to go to the new index page, which should be up by the time this gets posted. Uh, click on the iTunes logo, and it'll take you there. You hit subscribe, and if you hit subscribe that way, every single podcast that comes out through Jazel Modcast, you'll be notified. Yeah. And and you know we'll do that. That that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So, what's that? Oh, I know. And I apologize if anybody out there hears the squeaking. Um, that's I'm sitting in my computer chair today. It's a uh, high back computer chair. And I've had it for... Well, my son was two years old when we bought the chair. He's going to be 12 this year, so there you go. Almost 10 years. Yeah. So, there you have it, folks. Um, anyway... I wanted to get back to something that you were getting ready to talk about while we were not recording. I was like, wait, 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 we got to hold it for the podcast. So, uh, you have ear clipping story. Yeah, well, the school I go to is basically like a salon and it's discounts a lot of the older people. Right. And 
I've never had a client, and I've never seen any of my friends have a client that have had this, but a lot of old men come in to get their ears, their ear hair cut, and their eyebrow hair cut. And I've seen, well, this is probably before I took my name. Uh-huh. And I'd gone early, one of the girls from day class, and got this old man, and it was funny because he kept falling asleep on top of her. <laughs> he was getting terrified. She had, like, monster going out of his ear. <laughs> and his wife was him, she kept telling him, you know, you need to get that cut. She's like, you need to get your, your ear hair trimmed. And he's like, no, no, it's okay. Okay, you fall asleep. You get his hair cut, too. And she's like, no, you're getting that cut. I mean, when they cut it out, I couldn't even believe it. I don't know. I would be afraid for one. Really? Because you might, I wouldn't be afraid I was going to hurt or cut somebody, you know. But then, like, what they use actual scissors? Yeah, they just use like, little trimming scissors, like little. They like the, I can't explain like the ones that kind of like. The ones that are like bent. Cro- they're bent, yeah. yeah. They're curved. They're curved. Yeah, they're like little curved scissors. Like they come in like nail kits and like that. And then she got the little trimmer, the hair trimmer, and she tried right. to cut it around it, but it was gnarly. <laughs> and I was like, you know. I don't, I don't think I paid, I think, because I, I basically paid to work for them. Right. I'm like, did I really pay for this? Like, I, I don't know. I'm afraid I'm going to get a client like that. Hopefully I never do. Well, there are many old people. Uh, a lot come in. Since we're talking about your school, do you want to tell the Patsy Klein story? <laughs> um, I got a lady the other day, and she didn't speak English very well, so it made me nervous. Right. Well, and you have to do Anyways, so she came in and she didn't speak English very well, and I got nervous because I feel like you know when it messed up, I don't feel like communicating well. She tried to do it, you know. Right. And it wasn't even my client to do, but she. I was like, "What would you like?" She kept saying "Patsy Cline." She's like, "Patsy Cline, and I'm like, "Fine." I I can't even think what Patsy Cline looks like on top of my head. Right. So she looks at a magazine. She had a picture of Patsy yes, Klein. Yes, in a magazine. She whips it out. She's like, right here, Patsy Klein. I'm like, oh, God. So I go to the teacher. I'm like, she keeps telling me she wants Patsy Klein. Like, I don't know. So I showed her. She's like, oh, my God, it is Patsy Klein. She's like, okay. And I don't know. I, it was strange. The lady was a little strange. But the haircut I gave her wasn't even like Patsy Klein. No. No. It was, like, really short on the sides, kind of long on the top. Like the old lady. No offense to any old people old viewers out here, but, or listeners, but... I seriously doubt any, we have any old listeners. It was old lady here. A typical old lady here, because every old lady here, one of those. But she wanted her bangs, like, it's past Klein, had bangs, I'm telling her, bangs, like, I'm like, okay, like, I see this woman has bangs, I'm not lying, woman, like, <laughs> it was, she gave me tips, so that was good, but it was a, a learning experience. Why do we look like, look like past Klein, I don't know. Well, you know, the humorous thing is, hasn't she been dead since the 60s or something like that? She's been dead for a long time. I don't know if it was the 60s, but this Mexican lady wanted to look like Patsy Klein. In her mind, she did. She dyed her hair jet black. It's like, it's like Patsy Klein. But... Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Well, I know you said that you're going to work on Lacey's hair. And no one out there has seen Lacey, my wife. She's got really long hair. Which we're going to talk her and cut some of it off. Not all of it. And very thick hair. 
Which is kind of not fair because I'm not even 40 yet. <laughs> my hair has like become super thin. Back in the day, it used to be thin, but not so much anymore. Um, do you guys remember us talking about The Rock? Yes. A yeah. few weeks back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was uh, channel surfing through the internet, or not the internet, through the TV. And it said something about, if you miss The Rock, return to the WWE. And I was like, okay, return to the WWE. Again. So I jumped on YouTube and I, I watched his little skit. He's become so... How do I explain this? When you watch wrestling and they do their monologue, there's a certain type, you know it's wrestling monologue. It's not like an actor delivering a line, it's wrestling monologue. I, I can't explain it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Well, when The Rock started his monologue, you could see he had become such an actor that it, it no longer... It wasn't believable. Yeah. It was so believable, it wasn't believable. Yeah. You know, because he, he was like delivering a line, not delivering a wrestling monologue. And he was like, you know, just the emotion in his face and, and all this and trying to be believable. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> lame. Well, you want raw, brutal, face punching me in that abs type of monologue. Like, I'm going to rip your face out and stuff in your right. intestines type well, shit. Like CM yeah. Punk. <laughs> CM Punk, who is, who is the world champion, and he's been the world champion the longest been in it for like almost 400 days or over 400 days now. Anyway, um, he delivered his line. Typical wrestling monologue. But he kind of changed it up a bit. She just kind of counteract with the Rock's monologue. And, and though he was the bad guy, the heel, some of the shit that he said gave me goosebumps. And it was really good. Like, you know, he, he said, he told the Rock, he's like, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're on the scene. I don't care if you're here 14 days, 14 months, but whenever you step your foot in the ring, I'm gonna kick you in the face. When you step out of the car, I'm gonna kick you in the face. When you come back from the movie set, I'm gonna kick you in the face. And it was just really, I don't know, I thought it was really good with yeah. him. And I was reading online, a lot of people saying, like, oh, how great The Rock was, but I actually felt that CM Punk uh, kind of pulled the, the whole monologue thing along. Yeah. So, yeah, he's going to wrestle. Uh, the Rock is going to wrestle in a like, couple weeks. Two or three weeks he's going to wrestle. And he's going to become the world champion. And I want to see how long this is going to last. Uh, oh, online. You know, they... The whole time thing. Well, no, it, uh, the script's been leaked. Oh. So we already know what's going to happen. Uh. And that's the whole reason why he came back. That's when they he came back two years ago to <laughs> to host WrestleMania. Yeah. And he got such a, a big pop from it. Vince McMahon's like, "Well, I want you back." And he's like, "Well, I, I have a whole another year or so to you know, a, or or no, forty plus uh, filming contracts I need to do, and you're gonna pay me this much money plus you're gonna give me the World Heavyweight Title." And it's like, okay. So, we already know The Rock is going to win the title. Yeah. 
Now, I seen The Rock wrestle John Cena, and that was horrible. <coughs> it was. John Cena's not that good of a wrestler. And The Rock. Not that good of an actor. So, of course, that should be that good of a wrestler. <laughs> and The Rock, again, he, he had been out of wrestling for so long. You know, he'd been out for like yeah. eight to ten years. You have that remix. And, and I don't care how well the announcer tries to, you know, to push it on. Oh, The Rock, he looks like he just, you know, stepped back in the ring. He hadn't missed a day. And you look at him, like, you know, his timing on his punches are off, you know? Yeah. He's like, you know, slow punch. You know, waiting to make contact. And when he contacts his face, it's like, oh, yeah, boom. You know? Yeah. And it just wasn't believable. <laughs> So, yeah, I had to cover my, my little bit of the rock session since we, we talked about him just not too long ago. That, you know, but now he's back. He's going to stop acting for a while. He probably can't find no more acting gigs right now. And as soon as he gets an acting gig, he'll be off for Yeah, and he'll be back at it. Uh, let's see. I actually had a little, little thing of what we were going to cover. Cool. We covered one a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you guys think? What do you want to talk about? You know, it's pretty funny you say wrestling because that. Uh, <laughs> when we were watching South Park uh, a little while ago, what, like a month ago? It was, a, <laughs> it was an episode of South Park where they were. It was sort of like they were making fun of wrestling, but like at the same time, it, it was. It wasn't. Right. Yeah, oh, that's funny. <laughs> it was so funny that had all the little kids have like their own little monologue and their own little like they created like their own uh, their own wrestling like drama. Comedy. Yeah. And then Harvey <laughs> played like five different characters and the boy was a girl on one of them and they're like she's like, yeah, I'm eight years old and I had an abortion already. I had an abortion ten years ago. Eight, <laughs> eight, eight years, years old. old. And they believed it because they were all rednecks. Yeah. But it was funny. You know continue keeping on the wrestling topic I, I just now I've been watching wrestling for our great grandfather got me started on wrestling so you know I grew up during the whole Hulk Hogan time period and then after Hulk Hogan's run Bret Hart's run and then I lost about 10 years and now I'm back into the world. Now I'm actually back into the What is it, do you think? Why, why was it better back then than it's now? More believable. It's more raw. It, it, it was more believable. And I, I think it was less scripted. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, they, they tried to do stuff so you could get hurt less. They still got hurt. Right. I don't know. I remember wrestling last little and I loved it. It was exciting. <laughs> If you look at a picture of Hulk Hogan from when he first started wrestling, and then a picture of Hulk Hogan after his career in wrestling, he looks like a like a punching bag, you know? Yeah, because he really got hurt. Yeah. They really got hurt. I mean, I'm sure they still get hurt sometimes now, but I don't think they get hurt like they did back then. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just... I don't story I don't know. Wrestling was just so much more enjoyable. Believable. And, I mean... Okay, as a kid, and I'm, as a kid, I'm saying between like 
four and ten, I believed wrestling was real. I really thought it was real. Yeah. You know, real. So did I when I was little. Yeah. But now, anybody that age that followed wrestling, they know it's not real. And I think it kind of takes away from the luster of the whole facade. Yeah. You know, it, it's... In fact, I would prefer to watch... Even though I, I've seen it millions of times, I'd prefer to watch a Hulk Hogan match yeah that I like I said I had already watched yeah. love watching the one where he wrestled under the giant yeah I know I've seen it many many times I know what's gonna happen but I enjoy it as to now I can't even stand wrestling like I, at all the characters to me yeah like their their whole like backstory the way they act no uh, a few of them were good. Are, are like classic. Like yeah. Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper, The Undertaker. Well, and, and I think that's another thing. Macho Man and Savage. Savage. Oh, yeah! <laughs> and I think that's another thing that I like about back then. You weren't a good guy for three months, and then you were a bad guy for three months, and then you're a good guy for yeah. three months. No. You'd be a good guy for three years. Then you'd be a bad guy for maybe five years. Yeah. And yeah. then eventually you become a good guy again. Yeah. Not these, you know, you, you have good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. All within one year. Yeah. Again, it takes away the, the believability. To me, they, if they're gonna make somebody like, like a, you know, bad guy or a good guy, they should swap out the contracts for SmackDown and then Raw. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because Raw is like, it's Raw, you know? Right. Every, almost everything is bad. And then you I look at SmackDown, and then it's like a it's like a baby version of Raw. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And it's, it's, um, I don't know. And, and I think the the whole monthly pay-per-view has ruined wrestling as well. Yeah. yeah, the whole money aspect has ruined the passion of wrestling. Because I remember back in the day, there used to be four pay-per-views. Yeah. In January, you had Royal Rumble. Then you would have to wait until March for WrestleMania. Then from WrestleMania to SummerSlam, to SummerSlam yeah. and then from SummerSlam, you would go to Survivor Series. Yeah. That's four. So that, that, you have three months to lead up to yeah. a main event. Now it's like every month. Yes. So instead of having three months to lead up to something, now you have three weeks. Yeah. And what can you really lead up to three weeks? You know, and, and the thing is, is, you know, you watch it, and they're like, oh, this fight's far from over. You know? Yeah, because they're going to run the same thing for three months. Yeah. But they've already fought twice. You know, it, it defeats the purpose. Now, I this was not meant to be a wrestling segment. I was just of, that. Scene it just got that way. <laughs> but I don't know. It just there was more back then. You had a big fight at the big event, and that, like I said, took three months. During that three months. They never fought each other. Yeah. There was conflicts where, like, the bad guy jumped from behind or whatever. 
yeah. but they never wrestled. Today's wrestling, they wrestle each other every week, all the way up until the. Was like, remember last week when I beat your ass? <laughs> remember the week before that too? You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. So again, what's the purpose? And also, when they fought at like say WrestleMania or SummerSlam, whatever, that feud would hit. Yeah. It, it was guaranteed. Yeah. All feuds end at the big, you know, segments because they finally get the fight. Yeah. And even if the bad guy won, the feud ended. And like I was saying earlier, you know, the feuds go on forever and ever. Are you giving me a signal or just... No. Oh, okay. Going back on old wrestling, I don't know if you've ever seen the Ready to Rumble. I one of my favorite movies. Where the... Uh... WCW? Yeah. Yeah, actually, because I... I watched the very first Monday Night Show. And at that point is when I left WWF back then. Yeah. I stopped watching it. Because I, I was never really into the whole Attitude Era, you yeah. know, with, where they, they tried to almost make it R-rated. You remember that? Yeah. I, I thought that was sleazy and trashy. And I went to WCW, and I, I literally, I watched WCW all the way. I watched the very final Nitro. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else I watched the final Nitro. You know, when it aired. And after that, that's when I stopped watching wrestling for years. But yeah, I, I seen um, Ready to Rumble. <laughs> yeah. And it takes you back when you watch that. You're like, you're like Sting and all that. You're just like, wow. How do you know about Liar? I was born in 1993. Oh, no. Ready to Rumble came out in what, 99? Yeah. So you were six. I know. It's. It was. It was a whole different type. There's a whole different feel to it. Like, it, it, it's hard to explain. If you, <laughs> if you've seen it at the time, of back then, and then you watch it now, yeah. it's got a completely different feel to it. Yeah. I can't even stand it. I can't even watch it for like a minute. And maybe it's because when I was younger, it seemed more realistic to me. But now, like I watch them like hit each other, it's just so. I feel, like when, I feel like when I was younger, it, yeah. it looked like they were really being crap by each other. Yeah, well, I mean... And now it's like, delayed reaction. Bam. Oh, it's been five seconds. Ow. Well, even now. And we watched that uh, documentary on, on Bret Hart. And they so showed, sad. And they showed, you know, him wrestling. It was just a different type of wrestling. Yeah. Even then. Because he said he would hit you. He would really hit you. Just to make it believable. Yeah. Each kick, each hit, he really made contact. Now, it may not hurt, but he was physically making contact. Yeah. Now, you, you can tell they're not even getting close to me. That's why you see all the different camera angles. They're not as good as they used to be because it's like right at the corner of the ring. Like, <laughs> there's a bunch of stuff in the way. Yeah. I don't like that. It's, uh, it's like I said, it takes away the feel. It's. I don't know. It's an art form that's lost. You know, and again, back in the day, they didn't come up, you know, WWE says, don't try this at home. 
You know, they don't. Yeah. They didn't do that. Yeah. They're like WWE. They promoted they, backyard. I was gonna wrestling. say, if you're that fucking stupid, we're not liable. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know that's the way it was. And, and unfortunately, like I said, it was lost. It's a lost one. And I don't. With the creation of pay per view and everything that you know, it's, it's, it's that's why I like. You can't even really watch. Um, like MMA fighters fight anymore either because it's, it's just like you know it's real MMA fights right but at the same time it's, it, it feels sort of like wrestling it feels scripted yeah. it, feels scripted. it feels like sometimes like even though they're really getting the crap out of each other like they're told what to do ahead yeah. of time like who's gonna win who's yeah gonna well that was a big thing that happened in the 90s uh, with boxing yeah. yeah they were they were fighting they were really but um, Don, he's Don King. Yeah. Don King, yeah. He was telling the fighters, "Okay, this is who's going to win. This is who's going to lose." And they're like, is, "Just make it a good fight, right?" <laughs> you know, you're going to go down in whatever round. And, then, and it somehow it leaked out. This was pre-internet. Somehow it leaked out. Yeah. And I remember, <laughs> I remember Futurama made a spoof about it. Where uh, Bender was supposed to be one of the fighters, and they had like this huge fighter, and I remember. Oh, I see. Yeah, and then I, I I seen that, and then I remember watching or reading some about uh, the Don King thing, and I was like, <laughs> yes. You watch Twitch? You don't even watch TV. You watch Netflix. We can compare anything to a TV show. To an episode <laughs> of a TV show. <laughs> Mainly South Park. No, South Park. South Park yeah, drama. First drama. drama. Family Guy. Um, King of the Hill. Yeah. I've probably seen Family Guy. All the seasons. Like, this was like a thing that happened for about six months. She's seen every episode of Family Guy all the way up to season 14 at least twice. No, wow. four times. Four times. We watch all of them. This is during like, like what are you the whole, sum, the whole summer and the spring of this the, the last year. As soon as we got to the last episode, we started playing all the way through. Every day, all day. That's sad. She's but... <laughs> like, I need something else to watch, man. I can't can't watch this anymore. That's why we started watching South Park, and she's like, it actually got better. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Alright, folks. For Zoe Montoya, I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. And remember, boys and girls, if you get frustrated at watching new school wrestling to old school wrestling, you might be seeing this. Good night. All right, kids. Yeah, well, that that was a long time ago, and I was really passionate about wrestling. I still kind of like wrestling. You like wrestling? I only like the girls wrestling. You like the girls wrestling? Who's yeah. your favorite? Do you remember her name? No. No? Is it Charlotte? Charlotte Flair? I think so. Yeah? The one that goes, woo, like that? I think so. Yeah. All right. Lily, do you like wrestling? She's shaking her head no. This is an audio medium, baby. That means they can't see you, so you have they to say They can't see you, Lily. So they you have to say it, okay? Okay? All right. She's being shy. She's very shy. She is very shy. She's very cute. Okay, let's go ahead and pull another episode. Zoe. All right, what do we got, Zoe? Don't get it started in number eight. Number eight. Yep. Okay, and... 
She's very talkative, kids. Okay, don't get us started. Number eight, Boobs, Boobs, and More Boobs, originally released October 2nd, 2013. In honor of October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Sadie and Lacey talk about the importance of having a mammogram. Then they have a long list of pet names they give their boobs. All right, here we go. And don't get us started. Number eight, Boobs, Boobs, and More Boobs. Hi, everybody, and welcome. I am S.C. Burbank. And I am Lacey Montoya. And thanks for listening to Don't, don't Get Us started. started. Well, today is uh, October Second, I believe. If if this podcast goes up as expected, it will be October second. October second, which makes it the second in thirty-one days of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes. And I want to begin before we say anything else by reminding all our listeners that breast cancer is not only a disease for women. No, it's also for men. Men, uh, as well as women, unfortunately, are subject to breast cancers. Uh, not, I don't believe in, in the same numbers. I believe that it, uh, it's more prevalent in, in women than men. But, uh, in any case, uh, this is not just a women's issue. It, it's a men's issue as well. And we want to, Probably off and on throughout the month. We're not going to dwell on it the whole month, but throughout the month, we're going to remind all of you to um, take whatever steps uh, you're able to to uh, prevent uh, or make yourself aware of uh, breast cancer in your body. You can also check out your communities. And a lot of people, a lot of doctor's offices do free. Yes, a lot of doctor's offices will do free. A lot of clinics will do free uh, mammograms. A lot of uh, county clinics or uh, health facilities offer uh, preventative uh, diagnostics such as mammograms yes. uh, on a free or a limited income cost basis. So if you are in that category, we don't want you to feel like you're not able to protect yourself. Mammograms are not infallible, uh, but uh, they are definitely a step ahead of not having any diagnostic tests done. Uh, it's possible that uh, mammograms, uh, or the reader of a mammogram certainly, can make errors. We're not uh, saying that all the... Uh, Doctors or uh, clinicians who interpret mammograms are uh, infallible. Uh, they're not. But for the most part, um, breast mammography has been proven to be a very important step in the protection of uh, individuals uh, in, in early, yeah, especially early uh, stage breast cancers. I myself have had mammograms um, on a pretty regular basis ever since uh, the early 80s when I uh, had a mammogram and it discovered a uh, what they at that time called a, a calcification, he called it, the doc called uh-huh. it. And I go, uh, dude, you know, I'm a big girl. If, if you think it's a lump, you can say lump. Right. I, you know, I'm not afraid of the L word. And he said, well, we really don't know what it is, and we call them calcifications. And I'm like, okay, whatever. 
And so I said, well, what do you have to do to find out what it is? And he said, well, we have to uh, sample. So they the, have to do a biopsy? Yeah, they had to do what they, at that time, this was in, um, oh, I want to say between 80 and 85. Okay. Um, they did what they called a needle locator biopsy. So they put a needle in your breast? To they they. They took it, took me in, and they had me under a fluoroscope, which is like um, an X-ray in real time, oh, okay. sort of. And you can, uh, they the doctor can um, see what's going on. Well, first, what they did was they put the needle in to so that the so that it pointed basically to the lump. Okay. Okay. And then they went in. Uh, at a right angle to that needle okay. with uh, a device that extracted so it's got some like of the lump. At, right. Okay. And and, uh, and all of this is on a very small basis, tiny, tiny needle, tiny, tiny thingamajig, right. you know, the whole thing. When I was all done, I had like two little pinpricks on it. And I was, um, I was given a happy pill and I was awake, but I was also given a local anesthetic. So there okay. was no pain involved and all that. And they, they, I actually saw the picture of the device going in and it sort of intersected with the needle. So it almost like gave it a stopping point yes, for the it other exactly needle to, did that. to grab. It, okay. And the needle was in and the, the device came in and met the, ne- the nose of the needle as, okay. you, as it were and grabbed a little sample and took it back out and then, um, that was it. I was done, and then you they took it off the to the pathology, and it took three days for the results, three very long days. Oh, yes, very. I'm but sure. it wasn't uh, a situation where they were highly suspicious of anything necessarily, mm-hmm. but it was there. We did need to know. I wanted right. to know. Yes. As it turned out, fortunately, it was a, a negative uh, result, so it was benign, good. and that was that was good, and it put my mind at rest. Interestingly, when I um, was on the the table waiting for the surgeon to come and do his thing, he came in to greet me and say, hi, I'll be your doc today, and like that. And he was uh, palpating my breast, feeling it uh, to sort of locate, actually it was this breast, my right breast, um, to, to see if he could locate the thing they were going to check on, you okay. know. And, and I asked him, I said... <clears throat> I said, let me, let me ask you a question, Doc. I said, can you feel that? Can you feel anything in there? And he said, well, no, not really. He said, you have a lot of fiber in your breasts, and they're kind of lumpy anyway. Right. And so, yeah, it's it's not so, possible to feel. So I said, well, then tell me, why am I doing um, breast self-exam? Yes. And he said, well, in your case, it might not be necessary because by the time you would feel anything extraordinary it would be so large because your breasts are large well no because not not because they're large but because they're lumpy uh it would it's like trying to feel a different grape in a bag of grapes so to speak and so that would kind of be difficult to do uh so he said that's why mammography is very important for you because you can't really feel anything but lumps in your breast. Right. And you can't freak out every time you feel a lump because that's all your breasts are is lumpy. Right. And uh, and I realize, of course, that a lot of ladies are in the same boat. A lot of men, too. There's a lot of men with large See, I'm big chests and they're lumpy. And if there's something in there, I don't really feel lumpy. 
but my breasts are so big, and if it's in the middle, I ain't going to feel nothing. Well, and and they do tell you when you do breast self-exam, you, you should lie on your yeah, back put your and put up. your arm up, and so your breast sort of pools against your chest. Or at least and, and, yeah, or, <laughs> or falls on the floor, depending. Uh, but, you know, and then you're supposed to feel around. And uh, you also are supposed to, to feel your lymph uh, gland, mm-hmm. lymph nodes uh, underneath your arm and just generally feel up underneath your arm to see if there's anything unusual there. And I have done that in the past and sometimes I feel a funny bump and then I'll go, what's that? You know, and then I'll go over to the other side in the same spot and there's one there. And I go, okay, well then that isn't anything because that's one thing cancer doesn't do. It It does not grow bilaterally equally. That is, it doesn't grow on each side in the same spot in the same way. So if you've got bumps on both sides, you're good. Probably nothing to worry about. In any case, if you prefer to do breast self-examination, there is all kinds of information available everywhere as to how to properly do it, including anything you might want to find online. They also suggest that a lady stand and look at herself in the mirror, look at her breasts in the mirror with her arms up, with her arms up to the side, with her arms down, and see the shape of your breasts. You should know in your relation, body. Right, in relation to, uh, to your chest and neck and so on, so that you can see if there's a distortion appears over time in the way your breasts hang. And let's face it, honey, they all hang. Uh-huh. Um, some not more than others, but some a lot more than others. <laughs> um, and, and if there's, if there, over time, if you see something looking strange, uh-huh. then that's when you want to investigate. Either you or your doctor or a friend, if, if you have a friend who can help or, uh, your, your physical mate can, uh, maybe help, you know, by saying, yeah, that looks just like it has for 30 years right. or, gee, I don't know, honey, that looks a little weird to me. Uh, let me see, let me feel, whatever. Right. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of breast cancer survivors survived cancers that were found by their intimate associates. So it's, it's reasonable to, to have that sort of help. Just someone else getting a different perspective right. on it. Don't wait until it hurts because that's too late. Too late. Uh, and, and this is, this is how you can help yourself know your body. Like Lacey says, we need to know our bodies and the, the years of, uh, of body shyness, um, hopefully have gone. I hope so. At least for most of us. I know there are still probably a lot of people out there who shudder at the thought of actually looking at their bodies in a mirror. Um, and, and I want to encourage... Well, I do because I'm not the sexiest thing in the mirror. Well, but you're not looking but for that. I'm looking for... <laughs> it's not what you're looking for. Right. You're not looking to look like Barbie. You're looking oh, to make no. sure that you have uh, a healthy body. And yes. so that's what we want to encourage uh, our listeners to do. Take a minute and check yourself out. If you can't bring yourself to do that, then go to your doctor and ask your doctor uh, to help you with such an exam. And right. they should be very happy to. If they're not, get another doctor. Yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's what we want to spend some time each uh, broadcast so this month encouraging people to do. They, When you went and called for me, they don't recommend... Oh, yeah, I the called because Lacey, Lacey told me that a, your, 
my Matern- mom- maternal grandmother yes. and aunt, aunt. Uh, on your mother's your mother's yes. sister, right? Your yes. mother's sister uh, had my mother's both- sister and my mother's mother. Okay, had both passed from breast cancer. And uh, so that made me very concerned because you haven't had a mammogram no. yet. You're 36 years old. Yes. And uh, soon to be 37. And soon to be 37, yes. And uh, as you said, you have large breasts. Uh, not that that concerned me, but you do have. And I had asked you, have you know, had you had your mammogram this nope. year yet? And uh, I found out one. you had not ever had right. a mammogram. And uh, and then you had told me, well, they said you don't have to get one until you're 40. And I said, even when it runs in your family. And you said, I don't know. So I did some investigating. And I called um, a branch of the American Cancer Society and spoke with a, uh, she's not a nurse, but she was a, a I don't want to say licensed, but a designated counselor for okay. Uh, breast cancer awareness issues. And she said that if it is a first degree family member, which so. is mother, sister, or daughter, okay, then you are considered an at risk patient. Okay. If it's not one of those three, doesn't um. have to be all of them, but if it is not one of those three, then that's not first degree and therefore is not considered at risk, nor is it necessary to have uh, a mammogram before the age of 40. Okay. So that was good news for Very us because, because right now you're in between insurances, as right. we like to say, and uh, getting a mammogram would have been uh, financially... It's in the back of my head. Right. Would have been financially difficult. Yes. And it was also getting increasingly difficult to find an organization that really, truly did free mammograms. Right, because the lady I called, it was supposed to be free. She right. asked me for my insurance. I said, well, I don't have insurance right now. And she goes, well, you you don't need one until you're 40. Yeah. And I'm like, it was supposed to be if free. You, if you had insurance, would it would the answer have been different, uh, I wonder? I think so. Uh, and, and so you got to kind of... You know, it upset me because it was advertised as a free Yeah, mammogram. it was. It was. However, we never did check out the county. I did get information from this well, when, advisor, when she got information and from she her, we said, go to the county. And I myself had done that, and I remember getting a mammogram from them at no cost. Right. So it is, it is possible. You just have to really tie them down, pin them down to the facts, and find out for sure. Call them and if ask they're, them. If they're truly free or not. Because when I called, she asked me what insurance I had. And it's like, well, yeah. it's supposed to be free. Well, yeah. it wasn't free. Yeah. So if, if, if that is an issue for you, please don't just take no for an answer the first time you get no. Keep going. Keep looking. Because there is services that are free. Ask your friends. Ask um, your business uh, associates if you know them well enough to uh, broach the subject with them. Uh, if they know of somewhere where you can get a free or low-cost mammograms. Now, yes. a lot of times mammograms are not as expensive to uh, low-income families as they are to others. Right. Uh, you can get them for as little as $45, which is a lot of money, but it's a lot cheaper than $95, which and is what a lot, lot of other people pay. 
So to pay the forty-five dollars instead of well, it's thousands it's, or millions of dollars for treatment. It truly is. Uh, well, and it's it's better. You're better off paying the forty-five dollars than than suffering uh, with breast cancer. So it's not pretty. Uh, if you uh, if you want, we could offer several suggestions to make you feel better about spending the forty-five dollars, such as cut back on your cigarettes, don't get so many uh, Starbucks, eat uh, fewer hamburgers. Um, don't go to the movies as often. Stay home and don't drive your car so often. Let's see, what else do we spend money oh. on that we can get by without? At least long enough to pay for the $45 for a mammo. Right. Now, then there's the other thing a lot of ladies say. <laughs> I'm right here with you. They hurt. I don't like to have my tits squashed. I don't like to have a mammogram. It hurts. Yeah, it does. If it, there is, It's not fun. It isn't fun at all. Uh, and I don't even know how they do them on men, or if they do. I don't know how they test men for breast cancer, but men, you can find out for yourselves, okay? Uh, you'll have to That's ask your doctor, question. but I really don't know. Maybe we could Google it sometime and find out, and we can have that as another topic on yeah. one of our other shows. I'll make a note. Okay, good. But um, in the meantime, yes, having um, having a mammogram is painful. There, I said it. But it lasts... Five minutes altogether, maybe, for both breasts. Okay. Okay. Um, I have fortunately never had breast cancer or any other kind of cancer, but I guarantee it lasts a lot longer than five minutes yeah. and hurts a hell of a lot more. Yeah. So, like I used to tell my children when they were little and didn't want to be inoculated because the shot hurt, right. shut up and be glad there's something can be done about it because... <laughs> It didn't used to always be that way. Right. All right. So, yeah, it hurts. But so do a lot of things. And, uh, you know, just find your way to get your kicks about it. If if no other way, just tell yourself, I'm doing the right thing. I'm getting this test done. If you've never had a mammogram before, it uh, <clears throat> it will be an interesting experience for you. But it's usually done very tastefully by a... Uh, a technician who is very sensitive to your moments of embarrassment and your pains and so on. The machine's a little cold. She'll lift up your breast and she'll hold it in a position and crank this little plastic thing down that holds your breast there and it squashes it down, which is why I call it the tit smasher yeah. rather than the mammography machine. And uh, and that's the part that hurts is when they crank that puppy down because it just really it's like taking your breast and smashing it between two pieces of plastic they is have to get what a it is. Of it. And they they have to do it that way because they get a clearer picture of what's going on inside your breast. Uh, and they do it in two or three different positions per breast, and then you're done. And so it's like I said, it lasts maybe five minutes. It's not that big a deal. With technology nowadays, and you think there would be a, 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 a I know. less I, painful you, way. I keep saying, you know, if men had men had tits like uh -huh. we do, we'd have better mammography machines. Uh -huh. But uh, the fact of the matter is, they apparently this is pain. as good as they can do. Now, I've been told, I'm, I have my appointment for later this month, and I or, yeah, later this month, and I have been told that the uh, facility I'm going to has the new digital... Uh, mammography oh. machines, and I assume that means digital readout of the the information. I really don't know what a digital. I don't know, but, but the I, lady the did tell, tell me. Tell you, yeah or nay, if you got anything. I know the lady did tell me 
but that doesn't change how the how it's done and it still hurts. Uh -huh. So uh, while the readout may be better, uh, more effective, uh, clearer to understand or whatever, uh, the the fun part's still there. So I wonder so, if your results go right there to a doctor and to be read or whoever you wonder, reads them. You wonder what? I wonder if whoever reads the the mammogram report, uh -huh. if you get an instant yay or nay, if you're good or good. No, you don't get an instant. But uh, actually, with the facility I go to, by the time I get home, it's on. It's on my um, my portion of their web page. Mm -hmm. Is the result of the of the mammography is oh. is there, and then they send you a follow up letter also. Okay. So it's really a very good facility for that purpose. However, that's not always the case. In in other cases, it may take up to two weeks sometimes yeah. to get the information back. But uh, you know, if, if you don't have, if you're if you're what we call asymptomatic, if you have no symptoms, you didn't feel a lump and you don't feel anything, mom or then it's just another two weeks down the road. And so you just wait and get your letter, and the letter will come and it'll say. Uh, we're happy to say that there was nothing found and blah, blah, blah. Now, um, <clears throat> there have been instances where ladies have contracted breast cancer following clean mammograms. That is, mammograms that they were so told, no, there's nothing there. As I said once before, these uh, the individuals that read these are not necessarily infallible. They make mistakes for whatever reasons. So if you if you have a mammogram and it says everything's fine and let's say three or four months down the road you notice a change. Go get it checked out. Go get it checked out again. Tell your doctor that you noticed this change and that you had a clean mammogram before but you're concerned. And I cannot imagine that you know a doctor who would say, Oh, don't worry about that till next year. Yeah, if you I do, get a different doctor. You've if, a quack. If you, if you do, get another doctor. You don't ever want to have a doctor who says, Oh, don't worry about that. It's okay. Especially if it's a male doctor because they don't fucking care. But, <laughs> oh, I said that out loud, didn't I? Okay, sorry. Anyhow, um, no, if you... If, I don't want to go on about this and belabor the point, but we need to all be our own patient advocates. If we sense something is wrong, we need we need to get someone to investigate it for us. If it's a medical issue, we need a doctor who's willing to investigate because for us. Because your doctor us. is not a mind reader. No, and he is not perfect himself. So no. if you tell your doctor, look, this hurts. See this this thing here? It hurts. And he goes, oh, don't worry about that. Da, 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 da. You know, uh, that if that doesn't feel right to you, get a second opinion. Right. Just like I also tell my patients a lot of time, I'm a retired respiratory therapist, and I used to tell my patients all the time, get a second opinion if you're concerned about a good report from right. your doctor, too. You know, we tend to, when the doctor says, everything's wonderful, we tend to go, oh, thank God, I'm so glad. Right. Forgetting that, again, the doctor could make a mistake, and it's sometimes a good idea to get a second opinion right. about a good report as well as a negative. So, again, without belaboring the point, we just want to bring uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month to your awareness yes. and encourage all of you to... Check yourselves out. Have yourselves checked out 
Uh, so if they're saying... Don't play ostrich with your health. Don't stick your head in the sand and say, oh, everything's wonderful. I'm only 20, so I'll be okay. But that's my where I was getting to go. So if mom, sister, or daughter does not have breast cancer, the starting age to get a mammogram is 40? That's what they're telling people right now. Uh, because of the fact that this, this does involve radiation, okay. x-rays, it is a, a form of x-ray, mm-hmm. just like a chest x-ray or if you fall down and break your leg and you get an x-ray or whatever. Uh, mammography is a form of x-ray and they don't want people to have more x-rays than necessary. They absolutely have to because those, uh, there's, uh, I don't know what they are, but there's things in the x-ray that don't go away. They stay in your body forever. And you have to be care, or at least for a long time. And you have to be careful of the accumulation of those. That's why x-ray technicians wear badges that show how much radiation they have received in the last uh, X number of days or weeks or whatever since they put the badge on. And they can keep an eye on it and make sure there's not too much. Now, don't hold me to the wall about the how whether that stuff stays in your system and how long and all that stuff. All I know is they don't want you to have too much radiation over a period of time because it's not good for you. Right. So that's why they're saying unless you're an at-risk patient, you don't need to have a mammogram until you're 40. Again, if you have any indication that something is amiss, go to your gynecologist or your family physician or whoever it is who handles your medical care and discuss it with them. They are the ones that are supposed to be able to help you figure things out. And the breast or the um, American Cancer Society has lots and lots of people who are available for uh, to answer questions or to give you guidance if you have access to a computer in any way, your own or one at the library or a Wi-Fi at the Starbucks or whatever you, however you can go online, you can investigate a lot that way too. Yes. And you can teach yourself a lot, probably all you really need to know about the basics about Breast cancer. Yeah, because you just you can teach yourself in, off of the computer. Um, self you, breast breast yeah, breast exam, and they'll give you a a chart yeah, telling you how to do it. A, a how to. Yes. And and probably videos. YouTube probably has videos. They have videos of a lot of other things that I never thought they would have videos of. So who knows? They probably have videos of that as well. I'm sure they do. Um, and. Just be just be careful when you do go to websites. Make sure that they're a qualified medical research website. Don't go to I I know somebody that had breastcancer.com. Go no. go to WebMD right. or the Mayo uh, Clinic uh, dot com or some such place as that uh, to get your information. Don't uh, American Cancer Society is is a good one to go to, and I think that's. Uh, amca.org or something like that. Or maybe it's just AmericanCancerSociety.org. I don't know, but you can find it. It's If I can find it, you can find it. It's not that hard. It just takes wanting to find it. So like I said, don't don't play ostrich with your with your health. Now let's have some fun. Stick your head in the sand. Yeah, we're going to have some fun uh, today because we thought we, in keeping with the breast uh, awareness theme 
I decided that I would, uh, for, for an interest factor alone on my behalf, I wanted to know how many nicknames I could find for breasts. <laughs> and I asked my husband, my husband's Japanese American, and I asked him, I said, what do Japanese kids call breasts? Right. He said, as far as he knew, chichis. That's right. what, that's what he only remembered. As a kid, and it wasn't because he was Japanese, because lots of kids call him Chi-Chi's. Yes. That's a um, very common yes. nickname for breasts. And I said, okay, well, that doesn't help much. So I downloaded, I actually found a website, uh, World's Most Complete List of Nicknames for the Feminine Breast. This is headed. And it's, um, let's see, therossshow.com. Okay. I don't know anything more about it than that. This Me is from either. the Ross, the Ross, R-O-S-S, the Ross Show Archives. World's most complete list of nicknames for the female breast. Now, this is some 12 pages long, and trust me, I am not going to read the whole thing. I think it's actually more than 12 pages. Yeah, that's like a and there, half of a novel yeah, over there. And there, there are some names in here that I, I, I can't believe that, that anybody put this in. In this list. I mean, there's some things in here, like there's, uh, where the hell is this one? Um, hang on. Shock absorbers. Okay, I sort of get, I sort of get that. Um, assets. Now, who would call breasts assets? Well, actually, maybe somebody paid a lot of money for them. Now that I think about it, yeah. Uh, artisans? No, not so much. Okay. So, that's an example of some of the ones that I saw that I think, ah. Okay, we've got Abbott and Costello. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I've actually, uh, I've actually seen pictures of breasts that kind of look like Abbott and Costello. <laughs> and one's a little on the long side and one's a little chubby round uh-huh. one and, you know, airbags. Okay. Now, here's one that I can't, I, I don't get it all, and, and maybe our listeners in Alaska can tell me what it means. Okay. Alaska's. I don't know. I don't get it. All day suckers, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, angel cakes. Never heard that one before. Ant bites. I thought that was kind of cute. Because mm-hmm. I remember I had a girlfriend who had very small breasts, uh-huh. and she said they looked like mosquito bites <laughs> to her. So I get that. I, I never of, had that problem. I, Sorry, yeah, guys. No, I never did either. And we discussed assets, um, and like I said, now I think of yeah, it. Yeah, somebody paid for them. B-52s. <laughs> backbreakers, and we, oh, both, yeah. we, both, we both can identify with that. Yes. As we were talking yesterday, what was it you said that you used to call a brassiere? Oh, my over-the-shoulder boulder holder. Yeah, and my dad used to call them double-barrel slingshots. <laughs> so, there you go. Men have such sick sense of humor. Uh, yeah, they win it if they had to carry them. <laughs> Baby feeders. Yeah. Baggies. Or staggies. <laughs> or whaties? Saggies. Saggies, for sure. Balloons. Balubas. Balubas. <laughs> Barnes and Noble. I like that one. I think that's, that's kind of cute. <laughs> I like that. I think that's very cute. I don't know if Barnes and Noble would think it's all that cute, but I did. Bazongas. Bazongas. Bazoombas. Bean bags. Ben and Jerry. I like that. <laughs> and Bert and Ernie. I like that too. I think that's, that's really good. 
uh, big bazooties, and I suppose little bazooties uh-huh. too would be happening. Big birth, big berthas, big boppers, big brown eyes. <laughs> I get that. Uh, I'm not sure about Bigfoot radials. I don't quite get that. Uh, Maybe she stepped on them. Yeah, bikini stuffers could be. I don't know. I hid a lot of stuff in my bra when we went to Ozfest one year. You did what? I hid a lot of stuff in my bra. Did you? I had. I've never been able to hide much. Yeah, I had my bras. Two disposable cameras and <laughs> three. Or four bottles of um, 99 bananas. What's what's 99 bananas? They're little um, shots. I don't know. They're about this big. Like what when are, you get in a motel oh, like, room. Like five-minute drinks? Yeah. five-hour drink or whatever they call that. It's stuff. about that size, but it's alcohol. Oh, 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 okay. I there snuck you it go. into Ozfest. Okay, okay. Okay, we got blouse bunnies. That's kind of cute. You know, as as I was printing this thing out, looking at page after page after page, I, it occurred to me, uh, I don't know, what what goes on in somebody's head that they have to have a nickname for the breasts in the first place? But I, I don't think know. it's probably it's, the man. I suppose, yeah, because, well, man, I don't know. If I, him. if I was going to nickname my breasts, I would call them, what would I call them? Pains. I call mine the twins. I call mine the pain in the ass because they are. But anyway, uh, let's see. Blast bunnies we did. Bodacious tatas. <laughs> um, that sounds like a naughty movie. Yeah, it bolt-ons. I don't get that because they don't bolt on. No. You know, maybe if they, maybe if you were, uh, what's his face? Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> maybe. Maybe then. Bonbons. Okay. Bonkers. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Boobage. Yeah, I get that. Boobalicious. Boobers. Boobies. Boobs. All in the boob area. And I, I, I call them boobs, I, I suppose, a lot. And I don't know why. What, where did boobs ever come from? I, I wonder. I don't, I don't. I don't quite get that one, but then that's okay. Bookends, that's kind of <laughs> appropriate. Book rests, definitely. Book rests, baby rests, plate rests. Yeah, my, my kids You can actually a balance a plate on my tits, uh-huh. you know, if you're just careful about it. You can balance a plate right there. Not so much a cup or a drink, but boom, boom, rockets. <clears throat> Whatever. Uh, bosom buddies, for yeah. sure. Bosoms, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and funny because bosom has been such an acceptable nickname over this, over the last hundred or two hundred years. It's been an acceptable, uh, term for a woman's chest. Right. I think bosoms was even more acceptable than the word chest for a long time. Yeah. And I'm not sure where bosoms came from, to tell you the truth. It'd be interesting. I, I, we subscribe on, um, on our computer to this wordsmith word a day thing and it it puts up a word usually something fairly obscure and then it shows you how to pronounce it how to spell it and all that kind of stuff and then it tells you the origin of the word okay which is kind of fun right you know um i don't know whether they have bosoms on there or not but it would be sort of would be appropriate write it down and we can investigate it yeah it would be uh i'll make a big circle around where is it bosoms i'll make a big circle around that and a question mark and we can look it up 
Uh, but this being October, it would be a good month. Yes. I wonder if Google will have a breast cancer awareness. Because, uh, I mean, it's perfect with the two O's for Google. They could totally yeah, make, like, boobs out of those and put a little pink ribbon on. I wonder if they've thought about that. I don't know. Well, if anybody works for Google, and then they would have to put a black bar on it because it wouldn't be appropriate. You can have that. <laughs> you can you can have that idea for free. I'll let you have that one. But they'd have to put the black bar on it. What black bar? You know, when they see a nudie shot, they have the black bar across the chest. Oh, for the nudeness. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, they could do that. They could still pull that off. <laughs> or they could put it in like a bikini top or some such things. Boulders. I've heard of boulders. Yes. Um, Bouncing Betty's, Boy Bait, The Boys. That's interesting. The girls, yes, but the boys. Bra Buddies, Bra Busters, Bra Stuffers, Brad Pitts. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Braille for... (laughs) Oh, shit, that's funny. Braille for Suck Me. (laughs) I like that one. That's, That's excellent. That's... Somebody was thinking there. That's really good. That's hilarious. Braille for suck me. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, well, let's see. What else? Breakfast tray. Breast friends. Oh, you're uh, a yark. cute. The restaurant. <laughs> um, let's see. Bre- breasticles. All right. Instead oh, of testicles, they're and breasticles. Here, and here's a really far out one. Breasts. What's that? I've never heard that <laughs> one before. I know, huh? Really? <laughs> uh, let's see. What else have we got here? We're just in the bees already. And we're brown speckled pups. <laughs> well, that sounds like a particular response to what would you call them. Uh-huh. You know, because in some cases it could be pink speckled pups or tan or lots of other different colors um let's see bubba's bubbies bubble cups buds like little buds i guess bugs as in insects bugs bulbs as in uh light bulbs flower bulbs i I don't know what all because they're all different shapes and sizes i guess Bumps, bumpers, bumps, and bumps in the night. <laughs> Cute. Uh, bust. Yeah, we've heard. Yeah. Bust, bust, busters, boost, bustiers, butter bags, butter balls. Butter bags. Uh, well, the bag thing is, they're called bags anyway sometimes, you know. Maybe that's where old bags comes from. Maybe. Mm. Cadillac bumpers. I told you about the guy that ran into our car one time with a, I called it a Dolly Parton bumper. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, it, it had two great big pointy things <laughs> coming out of its bumper. So, yeah, I, I get that. Let's see. Cafe La Mama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Calabazas. Calvin and Hobbes. I like the, I like the names, names. I think those are, those are kind of cool. Uh, let's see. Cantaloupes. Capital Domes, car waxers. I get that. I totally get that. Because if you've ever wax on, wax off. Yeah, if you've ever had to wash the car as a woman, you totally get that one. Uh, Let's see, cassava melons, 
cha-chas, cha-cha-bingos. I don't That's know. They get my way when I play lot, bingo. <laughs> awful lot of trouble to go f to. to Chalky cliffs. That's kind of a stretch. Maybe if they're real, real pale white skinned. Maybe. Maybe then. Charlie's Angels. Cheek warmers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works. Uh, chest hams. Nah. Chest meat. Nah. Chest ornaments. Uh-uh. Chesterfields. <laughs> That's cute. Chesticles. Oh, not that one. Chestnuts. We've got a lot of chest stuff. Chet flasted. Uh -huh. As in chest flatted, I guess. I don't know. Chet flasted. I don't get that. Me neither. Chichis. This is the one that I asked Ernie. Right. And he said, yeah, chichis. Okay. Um, chihuahuas. Chimichangas. I like chimichangas. But, but not that's that chimichanga is a burrito and it's fried, it's fried yeah. and it's, and it's good to eat. Now I'm hungry. Okay. Uh, let's see. Choo choos. Chalky nips. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. Chumba wumbas. <laughs> Some of these are hard to pronounce. Circus tents. I don't uh, get that. Clams. Clams. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Coconuts. Okay. <laughs> Cold weather indicators. Oh, yeah. The headlights turn on. <laughs> uh, combrestibles. <laughs> Comfort and joy. <laughs> uh, I don't get that one. I'm not even going to say it. Um, hang on. Let's, I had... I didn't read all these first so I could mark the ones, so I'm having to sort of edit as I'm going along here. Cowabungas. Uh, that's what uh, Clarabelle the Clown used to say it was Cowabunga. Was it Clarabelle the Clown? Some of you old broads, let me know if it was Clarabelle the Clown, clown that used to say Cowabunga. I think it was. I just know it is a surfing term. Oh. Uh, Let's see, crumb catchers, yeah. Yeah, I have that problem. Cupcakes, cup runneth over cups. <laughs> That's a bit much. But I understand it. <laughs> yeah, curves, cushions, dadas. <laughs> Dactylic delights. I could almost see lactylic delights better. Yeah, I was going to say. Dairy. Dairy makers, dairy pillows, dandies, danglers, <laughs> dangling participles. I don't know the Danny images I'm DeVito's. getting in my head. Or <laughs> I swear, Danny DeVito's, come on. Davy and Goliath, David Duchovny's. You know why David Duchovny? No. Oh, because there was a thing about him supposedly having to go to rehab because he has a Generously healthy sexual appetite. Oh. Dead heat in the Zeppelin race. <laughs> Zeppelin is a blimp. Yes. For those I know. of you who don't know. Um, that's funny, actually. Let's see. Oh my goodness, there's so much here. Devil's dumplings, ding dongs, dingers, dingies, dingle nah, bobbers. That's, that's, that's going in the wrong. That's more boy terms. Well, I'm just telling you what I it know, says but here. They're, 
Dingle Bobbies, Dingle Bobbers, <laughs> Dingoes, din- Dinners, Dirigibles, Dirty Pillows. Why dirty? I don't know. Yeah. Distributor Caps. <laughs> Dolly Partons, of, yeah, sure, of course. Of course. Uh, domes, we did, I think we did domes already. Donkey's ears, doodads, doorbells. Donkey ears? Yeah, I don't know why. Doodads, doorbells, doorknobs, doozers, doozies, doppelgangers. That doesn't make any sense at all because a doppelganger is somebody that looks like somebody but they're not. No, it's not even that. It's worse than that. It's like somebody's evil twin sort of thing. Anyway, it doesn't apply. Well, and maybe at the, longest stretch of the imagination one could be considered the other's doppelganger possibly <laughs> but that's very vague let's see uh, double dribbles, double D's, double trouble double whammies all of those make sense Yes. dual airbags, dual floppies for sure uh, du- dueling banjos <laughs> There's some French stuff in here that I don't speak French well, so we're going to skip over those. Dum-dums, dumbbells, dumplings. The Dutch Alps. This this goes on. We're just in the D's now. I mean, and I like I said earlier to you. Some I'm, of them aren't. There's no way I'm going to read all of these. Um, Anybody that's real curious about all the different names, let's skip over here to the ends and see what we can find. We got Nin Nins, Ninnies, Ninny Jugs, Ninth and Tenth Wonders of the World. <laughs> <laughs> Nippaloons, Nippellos, Nippers, Nipples, Nipple Caddies, Nipple Sundays, Nips, Nodes, Nodules, Noochies, Noogles, and Noonies. <laughs> okay. Uh, orbs, oranges, ostrich eggs, uh, pear, pear problems. <laughs> I can agree with the pear problems. Um, <clears throat> which, yeah, let's stop there for a while. We don't need to go on with this list. It's going to get boring to our listeners after a while. It's getting boring to me, and I'm reading them. <laughs> uh, but let's stop there for a second and talk about the fact that there are some of us for whom... Uh, having breasts is not the biggest thing in the world. Then, and pun intended. Uh, and there are some of us who think that that's the end, be all end all. Right. Uh, we know, we've all heard of, uh, you may be one out there, listener, who, uh, thinks she can't live unless she's a 36 double D. As a 42 double D, I'm here to tell you, yeah, you can. I would, uh, in a heartbeat, I'd shrink myself down yeah. to a 32 double A. Yeah, I would. Anytime. Um, having large breasts is not, and I repeat, not all it's cracked up to be. If, and especially if your desire to have large breasts is being, uh, prompted, let's say, by a significant other in your life who may happen to be of the opposite sex, you want to think real hard before you subject yourself to carrying around 10 pounds or more of breast enhancement because, um, one, your clothes don't fit well. No. 
two, there's no way to avoid the unpleasant, uh, what can I call it, sweat factor, no? uh, especially in the summertime, but mm -hmm. not limited to the summertime. Uh, the back pain? Back pain, shoulder gouging for holding up with the bra straps. Uh -huh. Now, a lot of people will say, well, if you had a properly fitting bra brassiere, you would not have that problem. Bullshit. And, yeah, because I can't afford a properly fitting brassiere. I am. And, I mean, I mean, I can't afford to have somebody fit me for a bra, okay, in the first place. In the second place, I have a, a very rare skin condition called pemphigus, also known as Haley Haley's. And uh, among other things, what it does is it's a genetic uh, malformation or abnormality that prevents my skin from properly knitting. So I'm literally thin-skinned. Right. So when I have a bra, I don't care how, you know, how the ads always say, oh, it's all lacy and soft and uh -huh. cool like that, you know, it's soft. When you take that and you add moisture and heat mm -hmm. as the, as underneath your breasts and you, you rub that raw. back and forth on my skin it doesn't take but a moment or two before my skin's gone right and then we're down to red raw meat and out so uh i have told my husband many times oh to be flat chested i would give both tits to just mm -hmm. be flat chest i even went so far one time as to pursue uh breasts what do they call it? Deaugmentation or whatever. Um, uh, breast elimination actually was what I was sort of going for. Mammography, I guess you could call. It. No, not mammography. Mammo, mammo. What do they call it when they take your mammos off? I'm uh, drawing a blank here all of a sudden. Mastectomy. There you go. Thank you. I even went so far as to consider a mastectomy, like uh, what's your face did not long ago. Um, Angelina Jolie. Oh, she uh, did? Yeah, she did because in her case, she had several first-degree relatives. Okay. So she was using that as Plus, I think she had herself tested, and she has the the genes that they have associated with okay. breast cancer, too. So she chose to, to face the whole thing head-on and have a double mastectomy done, which I think is brave. very brave of her. And she had breast augmentation done at the same time, I guess. And, you know, she, likes, she looks really good. Uh but she doesn't have, she's not subject now to breast cancer because of this. So that's cool. Uh, but in any case, um, see, she went right back to having tits again. I wouldn't do that. If I could oh, have them off, I'd leave them off. I, I'm I, 42 triple DF. And if I can go oh, without yeah, them, yeah, honey, I, yeah, in a heartbeat, in a oh, heartbeat, yes. I would donate them if they, you know, uh -huh. like, like you cut off your hair, well, you know, and donate it to and skin up there uh -huh. and here they can have it for burn patients. Yeah. Well, or just, you know, people that want breast augmentation, but see, the thing is about, you know, they got to, uh, what rejection, they got to right. worry about rejection and shit. So yeah, but they can have my skin. Yeah. They fix the skin thing. I don't think they have rejection with the skin thing anymore for burn I don't patients. Think so. I don't either. But anyhow. I would totally, totally, totally do that. And I did actually go to a, uh, are you sure you want your tits cut off class, you know? Right. And uh, the lady said, you can't do that because you're too fat. Uh, <laughs> like, really? 
if I was skinny, I wouldn't give a shit because they'd be small and then it wouldn't fucking matter. But no, I had to, she actually said I would have to lose 50 pounds before I could have the surgery. See, so, everybody but says. But here's the good thing about that. See, at the time, I didn't know that I had this, this skin disease. See, right. my mom had pemphigus also, but, and I knew that, right. but I didn't know specifically it is hereditary. Uh, and so when I was having all these outbreaks underneath my breast, mm-hmm. where, where it was just like really painful and I, it, doctors kept saying, oh, that's a nasty yeast infection, you know, no. and, and I put, there isn't a yeast medication over the counter, medication known to man that I haven't put on my breast right. at one time or another trying to make it all better. None of it worked. And, and I didn't know that at the time. So when the woman said, no, we can't do the surgery on you till you lose 50 pounds, and that seemed insurmountable at the time. I went back to my doctor and I said, they won't cut them off, so we got to find out what the fuck is going on with my skin. Right. So send me to a dermatologist. And that's where I was, after I told him mother had pemphigus, and I told him and told him and told him, finally after about six weeks of trying every then fungal... Then he called it the other name. Well, yeah, he kept, yeah Haley, Haley. He kept uh, the... The dermatologist kept trying all these fungal creams and shit. And I kept saying, it's not fungus. I've tried everything. Oh, but these are prescription. You know, okay, whatever. So I took pills. I did creams. And nothing worked. And finally, he tested me for pemphigus. And he didn't do it in the beginning because it is so rare. It it actually is like one in, I don't know, three or four million people get it. You know, it's really... special. Yeah, it's wonderful. (laughs) So anyhow... um, if if I hadn't been told no by this woman, right. I wouldn't have gone to the trouble of going to the dermatologist and found out, in fact, that I have this disease. That's, so is that when you learned it was hereditary? Yeah, okay. and and uh, it, what it is is my mother had it, but my dad didn't. But uh, so I had a fifty percent chance of getting it. Okay, uh, and I. Having, about your having studied up on it, I found out that I'm a lot luckier than a lot of people because it hit me a lot later in life. Okay. And if my sons, and that's all I have is two sons, okay. if I, if neither one of them becomes symptomatic with this disorder, uh, while they're living, okay, and, you know, they're approaching their fifties, both of them, uh, so far so good, knock wood. Then it will stop with them. It won't go on to my granddaughters. That's but good. if my grand, if my son who has children has daughters, if he should contract or become symptomatic with this and not just be a carrier, then, then, um, then he will pass on to them. Okay, what age did you become symptomatic? Uh, 60, <clears throat> let me think, 60, 65. So the boys there. have a little bit, got well, a little your one son has children. They have a little, a little more, more time. time. So, but if they get past that point and don't I hope have they it, don't have it because that's not I really for hope the they girls. don't have it. I don't, I hope they don't have it because I don't want them to be subjected to it, but I don't want my granddaughters yeah. to. It's, it's, uh, and as I said, investigating the disease online, I have seen that I am actually a very lucky, uh, sufferer, if, if you will, of this disease because, uh, I don't it have it as bad as a lot of people body. do. 
They have uh, lesions on their backs, on their groin areas. And for men, this is particularly difficult um, for obvious reasons. Right, right. You know, so there are a lot of people who have it way, way, way worse than I do. Right. Uh, And on the other good news about it was that the doctor did come up with a uh, an ointment, a cream that I can put on that helps to relieve and more quickly heal the outbreaks oh, as okay. they come on. Uh doesn't stop them, but it heals them quicker. And um, I also take doxycycline. I used to take tetracycline, but they okay. stopped making it. So I have to take doxycycline twice a day, and um, and I have to take it with something to eat because it makes you barf if you don't. Oh, yeah. But you, you learn, you live, you, you go on. And it says so in the thing, you know, take, right. take with food. Believe them. Anyhow, um, I have to take that twice a day, and it controls it pretty well. Okay. Winter times are good. Summer times, not so much. Oh, yeah. You're more sweaty in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyhow, uh, so it was a good thing that they wouldn't do the mastectomy because I would have done that, and I still would have had the problem. It might have cropped up somewhere else. Yeah. Plus, uh, it wouldn't have done a hell of a lot for my fibromyalgia. I got fibromyalgia when I had my knee surgery. So, you know, have another surgery, get more fibro. What do you want? Mm. You know, so you're fucked either way. Yeah, damn it's you like, do, damn um, if you don't. Well, we're probably getting really close to the end now anyway. And, or I imagine we are. Yeah. Lacey's keeping track of the time for us. Um, so that's my take on breasts and why I, I rather not have them. Uh, but I got them. I'm stuck with them. As it turns out, it's probably a good thing, like I said, because I did find this disease process that I did know about, but I didn't think I had it because it did come on late in life. And when did your mom get it? When did she know? Well, mom's actually when mother discovered it or when they discovered mother had it, uh, she was one of three known cases in in the world. Oh wow! Yeah, it's really rare. So there was no treatment Nobody, for her they, then. No. Huh? Oh hell no! They didn't know what to do for her. Oh. They had to kill a rhesus monkey to do the diagnosis. I don't think they have to do that anymore. It has something to do with the rhesus monkey esophagus or something hmm. like that. But I remember her telling me that that that's. She said, I had to kill a monkey today to find out what's wrong with me. Yeah. But she was uh, she was in her. Uh, early 50s, I think, when when she had that. Okay. And that was way back when. And like I said, she was one of three known cases. Wow. At the, see, they had doctors coming in from all over the country mm-hmm. to see her, to look at her, because it was it was so now, unusual. Now, was it just isolated like yours was, or did she have it everywhere? Uh, hers pretty much was like mine. It okay. was under the breast that she had the problem. And then uh, she also complained of... Of outbreaks along her shoulders, okay, uh, under her arms, and sometimes her groin so, area. So uh, pretty much where the heat, heat yeah. places. And and I remember her. Uh, poor the poor woman suffered so. She went to so many people who didn't know anything about it, and and used her like a guinea pig. At um. one point, they told her it was because she was wearing nylon panties, and so the one doctor told her not to wear panties. Well, that um. didn't help, but you know she she did it. She went pantyless for years. She said she Commando. thought it was kind of she thought it was kind of fun because she'd go down the walk down the street thinking, "Hey, I don't have any panties on," <laughs> you know. Okay, 
<laughs> hey, that was Ma. What can I tell you? Now you know what's wrong with me. And then uh, she had another doctor who told her that the outbreak under her arms was uh, a dye allergy because he asked her what color clothes she wears a lot. Well, she wore a lot of dark colors because she was a big girl. Right. So, you know, oh, well, then you must be allergic to navy blue dye or some shit. You know, whatever. They didn't know. You know, they really didn't right. know. And I don't know to this day, I, uh, and I don't know as she ever knew, how it was that they stumbled onto this. Right. Uh, thank God she found a dermatologist somewhere, somehow, after all those years of going to doctor after doctor after doctor, getting told the same old stuff, getting told that here's the same old solutions, and none of them worked. She still had enough in her to go to another doctor. Yet another doctor. Good for her, and, though, I would have said, fuck it. Yeah, no kidding, me too. But she was so miserable and suffered for so many years. And she finally found a doctor that somehow or other it occurred to him, maybe he read some obscure pamphlet or something about this disease process right. that had been discovered by somebody. Right. And I'm not even sure where the name comes from. Pemphigus. We'll have to look at that. Yeah, I don't know where it comes from. And Haley Haley is a, a common name for it. And I didn't even know that until my dermatologist right. told me that. So Haley Haley may have been the guy that discovered Pemphigus. Uh -huh. I don't know. In any case, um, she she finally found somebody who figured, what the fuck, we got nothing to lose, and tested her for that. And sure enough, she was positive for pemphigus. So there you go. My mom, bless her, had a lot of physical problems yeah. in her life, a lot. She actually survived survived a brain hemorrhage when I was uh, eight, nine, no, eleven years old. Really? No, no, younger than that, nine or ten years old. And she had to carry an affidavit around with her in her purse that swore that she had a brain hemorrhage and was not operated on and survived. Really? Because doctors didn't believe her. Huh? She, she'd say, yeah, I had a brain hemorrhage once. And they go, yeah, no, people die from brain hemorrhage. Right. Yeah, I know, but I had one. Well, then you must have had surgery. No, I didn't have surgery. And they go, yeah, right. You know, so she'd whip out the, the affidavit and she, and it was a whole legal paper. You know, signed by her doctors and everything, saying that she was hospitalized, but no surgery was performed, and she survived this brain hemorrhage, wow. which, of course, is a blood vessel bursting yes, in the brain. Yes. And the doctor told her she was pretty much a little ticking time bomb after that, you know, and he's, and, and, and when she passed, she actually did stroke out, but it was, uh, Many years. Shit, 50 years later, yeah. you know, so she, you know, she held up after all that. She had a lot of stuff going on that but wasn't too good. But the she, stories you told me, it sounds like to me she had a very good sense of humor, though. She did. She was hilarious. And she had a great uh, strength, too. She's very, very physically and emotionally strong. Very religious. Put a lot of her strength in, in, in her faith in God. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that worked for her. Right. So, and her birthday was yesterday. Yeah. So it's almost fitting that we sort of end our show on a happy birthday, Mom. And Happy get birthday. your breasts, get your breasts, uh, tested for breast cancer. Go get your pancake squished. Yes. Get your, All right. get, get yourself tested and, and, uh, and be, be healthy to be with us for a long, long time after that. Yeah. For we can talk your ear off. I'm pretty sure we are just about done now. Yeah, um, we are. don't forget, email us if you, uh, would take the time to, uh, just to let us know what you think of our show. Uh, you can reach us by, uh, on the website by clicking on the comment button, uh, for our show. And that takes you directly 
to our email page where all you have to do is pick Don't Get Us Started and then tell us what episode you want to comment about. I believe this is eight. Okay. I believe so. I think you may be right. I really don't know. I think it's eight. To tell you the truth, I lose track. It's so much fun. All emails will be read on air unless otherwise requested. And we hope you'll come back next week and give us a listen. Yes. I don't know what we'll talk about next week, but we will remind you again. We're going to see how men get mammograms. Yeah, we're going to do that. I'm really curious about that. I am too. And we'll uh, maybe come up with some more ha-ha funny names for movies. I have some that we need to talk about next week. Okay, cool. Very good. Uh, That I've been saving for this month. For Breast Cancer yeah. Month? Okay, that's They're cool. They're funny ones, though. It's not so serious. It's well, that's a little good. lighter. We, we need light. We need yeah. way funny. We wanted to emphasize the importance of of uh, uh, having yourself tested yes. today. Uh, we'll lighten it up from here on in. So, we hope you'll come back and give us a listen. And until then, I am S. Sadie Burbank. And I am Lacey Montoya. And we're saying that's enough for tonight. So, so don't, don't get, get us started. started. Good night. Good night, everybody. That was a fun episode, wasn't it? Yep. Okay, kids, let's go ahead and wrap this up um, with our last episode. Let's see what we got here. Tree Frog number 15. Okay, what do we got? Tree Frog Exposé Café number 15. It says, A Failure to Communicate, originally released May 15, 2013. Still feeling the sting from the tragedy of the Boston Marathon bombing, Reaper Rick takes a look at what believe in and what leads to hurt others in the name of the religion. Then he closes the show with an excitement, exciting announcement on the new segment to be added to the show. All right, kids, let's go ahead and enjoy a blast from the past as we play... Tree Frog Exposé Café News Views and Reviews Number 15 Failure to Communicate. And welcome back, everyone. I am Reaper Rick, and hopefully, you know who you are. Just a couple of news updates today, tonight, before we get started. The Jody Arias trial, which began in January, has, or will, go to the jury, finally, first week of May. I don't know whether this podcast is a couple of weeks ahead or behind, depending on how you look at it. But anyway, closing arguments are next week and I guess that's May 1st and 2nd and after that the jury will get the case so after almost five months of torturous testimony hideous pictures autopsy photos Lies upon lies upon lies. Anyway, the jury will finally make a decision shortly. And by the time you hear this podcast, hopefully they will have already made their decision. 
but somehow I feel that even after the trial is finished, this this episode will not be over yet. <clears throat> All right. On a another note, in Belarus recently, somewhere in Russia, three guys were fishing. Oh, this comes under the category of when nature attacks. Anyway, these three guys were fishing, and one of them saw a beaver, and the beaver was so cute, apparently, this guy wanted a picture of it. So he tried to get as close as he could to the beaver to get a close-up picture of it. And apparently the beaver did not like having his picture taken. And he turned around and attacked the man with the camera. Um, beavers aren't real tall and they can't jump on you or anything. But for some reason, this beaver managed to nick the man's femoral artery in his thigh. And since they were out in the wilderness somewhere fishing, they could not get him to the hospital in time to save his life, and he died. So, fisherman dies as a result of beaver attack. There you go. Creatures out in the wild are, after all, wild animals and should not be annoyed or played with. Just give them their space, taking enough away from them as it is, leaving the fuck alone. Alrighty, so now, now, I'm going to have to talk about something that I dislike talking about. But recent events have brought this subject to the forefront once again, and I am just sick to death of this bullshit. What, I, what I'm talking about is the Boston Marathon bombing that happened a few weeks ago. And, you know, they killed one of the suspects and arrested the other one. They were brothers. And why? Why do you suppose they set these two bombs and then killed an MIT police officer. You know, why did they kill and maim hundreds of people? Why? 
they felt it necessary to defend Islam. Now, I'm sure many of you know a little about Islam from, if nothing else, all of the attacks that Muslims have made against Americans. in the pretext of defending Islam. My question still, and I've asked this question before, my question still is, why do Muslims, or some Muslims, feel that their God and their religion needs defending? Do they feel so inadequate that they cannot let their religion or their God stand alone? They have to take it out on innocent people who, for the most part, don't give a shit about Islam anyway. I don't, I don't get it. I read the Quran in college during a uh, world religions class. I didn't see anything in the Quran that said Allah is weak, Islam is weak, you must defend Islam, you must defend Allah because Allah cannot take care of himself and Islam is such a weak and despicable religion that all Muslims must defend it against all odds, all comers. Never saw that in the book. <clears throat> the Prophet uh, Muhammad um, who was born in 570 CE and died about 610, no wait, I'm sorry, 632 CE. He, he preached about Islam from 610 to 632. Uh, and he fought jihad a number of times, but even Muhammad prohibited the killing of women, children, and civilians. Well, you know, guess fucking what, assholes? The three people you killed in the bombing were a child and two women, all three of them civilians. The people you maimed, hundreds of them, many of which were women and children and civilians. What the fuck 
is is Islam really really such a useless and weak religion that the the, the Muslims must take out their uselessness hide it hide it hide their uselessness by destroying others who have nothing what so fucking ever to do with anything to do with I'm repeating myself here I know but I'm just really pissed they have nothing whatsoever to do with attacks on Islam okay these guys were fucking cowardly pieces of shit and hold on please I have to get something so anyway these two chicken shit douchebags in order to show how powerful Islam is they cowardly leave behind bombs and destroy the lives of hundreds of people <clears throat> you know if you want to fight jihad go join fucking al-qaeda in Somalia or Mali or Afghanistan and jihad with men who have guns to fight back you don't go after women and children and civilians how is that Islam Islam preaches peace for Christ's sake I have nothing against Muslims or Islam as a religion it's the splinter groups the fanatics those who are so useless to society as a whole who feel they have to prove themselves men and mighty warriors by killing innocent people far far away from where the actual war is being carried out it's a sad sad situation these people are ignorant they've been brainwashed somebody up along the line is convincing these ignorant jack-offs who apparently have no self-esteem and no confidence on their own that their religion is being attacked and the only way to defend their religion 
is to cowardly attack people who have nothing whatsoever to do with what's going on with anything to do with the war which is not against Islam anyway ah Jesus I uh I apologize to my listeners, at least. There are just some things that should not be left unspoken. I'm not going to be able to change anything, change anyone's mind. And... These are only my opinions. But I rather believe that they are opinions shared by many of the silent majority out there who feel, as I do, that a few Again, ignorant, scum-sucking freaks who have no <clears throat> excuse me, knowledge of the world who are brainwashed by petty, petty men who have nothing better to do than seek destruction but what is the answer to this this situation certainly hasn't gotten any better since 9-11 somewhere must be an answer, but uh, it is still still not found. So, anyway, excuse me, Islam itself is, you know, roughly 1500 years old, okay, which is not, uh, you know, a terrible long time in the span of time that man has been on earth. But Christianity is just a little over 2,000 years old. And the, uh, the interesting thing is that uh, Muslims consider prophets, some of their prophets, to be like Abraham, Noah, Moses, and Jesus as early prophets. Muhammad was simply the last prophet. So, there shouldn't be that much of a difference in the way Christians and Muslims look 
at religion. But for some reason, well, fuck, Muslims and Christians have been at each other's at each other's throats for you know a thousand years. But it's just a few, a scattered few, who believe that bloodshed is a viable way to defend their religion. And it's not just Muslims. I mean, there are splinter fanatic groups of Christians who have. Bent ideas, to say the least, about how to espouse their beliefs. Westboro Baptist Church of fanatics and freaks is merely one of them. Christ preached love. Muhammad preached love. Nowhere in the Quran does it tell you how to build bombs to maim and kill innocent people simply because you can. But that's apparently what some people. Believe to be their only option. Okay. Well, that was、uh, that was crazy. That was sick. I don't want、uh, anyone to think that I have disrespect or hatred toward Islam or Muslims in general. I'm not that fond of Christianity either. Christians have been killing people in the name of their religion for over 1,500 years, so they've they've got a little edge on the Muslims in that area. But、uh, you know, I think religion is bunk anyway.、Uh, every single civilization in recorded history has had their own religion, their own gods. Whether they be one or twenty or five hundred, it doesn't matter. They all believed in their own gods, their own religion, their own view of heaven, and they all began. The religions all began with gods coming from the sky. And passing along information to the people, teaching, teach them architecture, mathematics, medicine, astronomy. So the only thing they all have in common is they all came from the stars, and they were all aliens. 
but uh, even Muhammad was raised to the sky by the hand of Allah, supposedly, supposedly. So Christ was raised into the sky on a golden beam of light, which came down from a spaceship. So, anyway, I don't know where the hell people get their fucked up ideas about religion. Uh, Christians have probably been among the worst. You know, started in this country with the Puritans who came over in 1620. And almost died the first year they were here. But it was not God who saved them. It was the Native American Indians who happened to see their plight, understand it, and help them survive that first winter by showing them how to grow crops they could actually eat, showed them how to hunt game that they had never seen before, taught them how to survive, basically. And, while it's not mentioned in the history books, by the time the next winter rolled around, well, actually, you know, the next Thanksgiving, the Puritans and their gentle benevolence had nearly wiped out the entire tribe of Indians who saved their fucking miserable lives the year before. Because they, you know, didn't believe or didn't like their pagan religions, didn't like the way they mated, you know, animal style just didn't like them for saving their lives. You know, they couldn't even appreciate the fact that these heathen savages had saved them, kept their bloody asses alive just so they could turn around and slaughter them during the next year. And then their Puritans' ancestors in 1692 decided to murder a bunch of people who claimed they were witches or were practitioners of witchcraft because they did not believe in God anymore, according to the leaders of the fanatical Puritan group. You know, the Puritans left England because they were uh, repressed, yes. They uh, left England so they could practice their own type of religion in the New World. And the reason they left England, really, was because even 
other Christians couldn't stand them because they were so strict and strident and fanatical about their beliefs. So they left England because no one wanted them around. And they came to America so they could follow their own path, I guess, and kill as many heathens as possible, kill anyone who had other religious beliefs, and make a new world of fanatical Christians. Anyway, that worked out real well. That's probably still why uh, so many Americans have a dented view of sexuality because the Christians, the Puritan Christians rather, um, were so fucking jerk-offs. Anyway, so everywhere Christians have gone, they have tried to convert people to their own religion and in the past if they didn't want to convert from their paganism you know they just killed them it became a question of you have two choices you can either become Christian or you can die because there was no middle ground Christians did not believe in middle ground even though Christ taught love and did not feel that another person's beliefs should condemn them to death. But hey, you know, times change, people change. As soon as the uh, Christian church became powerful, all-powerful, pretty much, in Europe, everything changed. The uh, King of France, and I think it was 1312, 1310, rounded up all the Templars who, just a few years before that, had risked their lives for several crusades going to uh, Jerusalem trying to keep the uh, infidel husbands from taking over the place. Anyway, Templars became so powerful that they became a danger to the French king, so he rounded as many of them up as he could, tortured them, and killed as many as he could. They, uh, some of the Templars managed to escape, you know, with most of their treasure and disappeared into the world. But, hang on. Okay, sorry, lost my train of thought. <clears throat> so anyway, throughout history, you know, Christians have shown that, uh, well, hell, they can't be trusted with peace either. The Christians kill each other just as much as anybody else. Protestants and Catholics have uh, 
been fighting each other for hundreds of years. King, uh, King Henry VIII changed the entire country's religion to the Church of England just so he could get a divorce. But uh, Catholics and Protestants are still killing each other uh, around the world just because there's a slight difference in the way they believe in God and what God says. Um, which is, you know, pointless and stupid because God is not speaking to anyone. God, well, he's not speaking to anyone. Uh, during the Crusades, the, the priests would uh, stand on the shoreline and exalt the Crusaders going off to Jerusalem to kill the infidel and said, Killing an infidel is not murder. It is God's will. Well, who the fuck said God wanted that, had that to happen? I mean, the Muslims and Christians were fighting over same piece of ground, you know, Dome of the Rock, the rock where Muhammad was lifted to the sky, uh, where Jesus walked, you know, I mean, uh, whatever, religion is bunk and you can't talk about it to anyone without getting somebody pissed off, so... I'm done with that for the minute, for the time being, anyway. Okay, new topic. What we have here is a failure to communicate. Now, some of you may recognize that as a really poor imitation of great character actors, Strother Martin, uh, talking to a group of prisoners in a movie with Paul Newman. Great classic old flick. I'll tell you the name of it in a minute. But uh, when I uh, when I got my my start in magazine work, it was uh, as a movie reviewer for a magazine called The World of Myth, and I went on to also do reviews for Herotica magazine. Some of you may have run across one of my uh, reviews. Regardless of that, uh, I enjoy doing that. I, I enjoy movies, like movies, and uh, not just the, the great movies, but I grew up in a time when uh, great movies were not being made all the time and in fact um, many of the movies were hideously bad and uh, you know there there's there's a, a rating scale for you know movies you know a movie is uh, absolutely amazing, the B movie is barely watchable, and the C movie is completely crap, 
um, especially in the 50s and in the 60s too. Uh, they did a lot of the uh, B and C grade movies. Apparently, just because people could do it. Um, and while some of them are, some of these lower grade movies are incredibly bad, some of them are so bad that they're funny. And you don't just have to watch Ed Wood movies to, uh, to realize that uh, some people really tried so poorly to do movies that uh, they became cult classics. And what I would like to do, not so much this episode since I'm just about out of time anyway, but in upcoming episodes I, I would like to uh, hit upon some of these peculiar movies and uh, give a review of them and perhaps if there's something you haven't seen you might want to take a, a look at uh, great if not then you can just uh, pick up some interesting information about uh, filmmaking not at its height but at its low point so I think I would have a uh, good time doing that, and I look forward to it. Um, some of the movies that uh, I uh, have already planned on reviewing are uh, Zardoz. That was a movie with Sean Connery and Charlotte Rampling. They were released in 1974, and it is an interesting, yet extremely hard to understand movie uh, that needs to be watched two or three times, if you can stand to do it, uh, to try to figure out what's going on. Hopefully, I will be able to explain some of that to you because I have seen it three or four or five times and uh, Sean Connery has always been one of my favorite actors and it, it's hard to find a bad Sean Connery movie and Zardoz may be that movie uh, he made his last Bond movie, I think, in 71. His first one was in 1962, Dr. No. <clears throat> but uh, this was Zardoz, was a movie he made uh, in between doing good movies. So that's, that's a fun movie to, uh, to discuss. We'll do that one. Uh, another movie that... Uh, is a is an odd favorite is barbed wire well not barbed barbed wire single wire barbed wire that was uh, with Pamela Anderson he 
Pamela Anderson Lee, actually, because she was married to Tommy Lee at the time, but anyway, we all know her as Pamela Anderson, who got her start on the uh, uh, Tool Time show, which was a show within the show of Home Improvement. I don't know. That was a that was a good show, and it was a funny show. And you know, uh, Pamela Anderson got her start there as the Tool Time Girl. If you guys remember that at all, if not, you can always go back and check. I, I think she was only on it for one season, and she was picked up immediately to do other other things, bigger and better things. But anyway, uh, that uh, barbed wire. I was a, jeez, uh, I was a kinky movie. Um, I have the unrated version, and I, I haven't checked out the other version of the DVD, but I've heard that they cut out a large section of the opening credit scene where she is uh, wearing a long black rubber dress and is being sprayed with a fire hose um, in her club there and she's dancing well gyrating mostly while she's being sprayed with water and the more she moves around the more the zipper comes down on her dress until she has some really large areolas around her nipples and uh, they were quite visible and I believe that that section was cut out of uh, some of the DVDs uh, if anybody knows that for a fact let me know you know um, anyway um, the movie barbed wire is just a Leather Lover's dream movie. She is dressed in exotic, freaky attire just about throughout the whole movie. And in her club, uh, the, the, the people, the patrons there are also decked out in extremely provocative and you know, S&M style clothing. The story itself is forgettable, but if you're into uh, boobs and leather and that type of thing, uh, you might just enjoy watching the movie with volume turned all the way down. Guys would pretty much like this movie, I have no doubt. Women, maybe not so much. But anyway, <clears throat> it's worth a review. Um, oh, man. Now, not all movies that I'm going to review are considered uh, bad or B or C grade. Lots of them are, but uh, I'd like to do a review of Blue Velvet which some of you may know, and those who don't, well, I guess you can make, you can make a decision after the review, but uh, 
Oh my God, I can't remember what I was going to say about that. So anyway, Blue Velvet, that's coming up. Uh, then we drop down into the really low C-class movies. Um, there's one called The Undertaker and His Pals, which is a, a horror movie that is just so ridiculously bad that I laugh every time I watch it. Um, many of these really, really bad movies are so bad they're funny, and that's what makes them keepers, because uh, it's worth watching just to be amused by how bad it is. Um, again, you can uh, talk about Ed Wood. His movies are frequently so bad that they're humorous, but I think I've talked enough about Ed Wood and everybody knows his movies. I'd like to cover some stuff that people may not have heard of and would like to check out uh, just on the off chance that it's worth watching. So anyway, in the next few episodes, we will be delving into some some good, some good movies, and some that are really, 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 really bad. But they're all entertaining in their own way, and hopefully might be able to share some of that entertainment with you in a way that would make you pleased. Yeah, at any rate. Okay, it looks like I've run my mouth enough for this session. Um, hopefully... I'll be back uh, next next week, um, and hopefully I will be able to talk to all of you again. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, for the time being, you know, watch yourselves out there. It's a dangerous damn world. Everybody be safe. Good night. All right, kids. Thank you so much for coming in and enjoying the shows. Did you enjoy yourself, Zoe? Right on. Did you enjoy yourself, Lily? Yes? She said yes, but she kept nodding her head. All right. All right, kids. For this week, I am David K. Montoya. Can you say your name? Can you say Lily? Yeah, that's about as all we're going to get on. Lily. Come back next week, and we will do it all again. I don't know if the girls will be with us next time. I might just fly it solo. So, come back next week and enjoy another three hours of audio entertainment right here on Flashback Fridays.